listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. With the first overall selection in the 2021 NFL Draft, ABQ Central selects co-host of this program, Van Allen Nunley Jr. Boo! Boo! He sucks! (laughs) <laughs> good morning albuquerque and good morning Berkian. good morning 505 ian good morning new mexican i am fred slow alongside me my co-host my very best friend currently in this booth van allen good morning van how are you oh just so good buddy buddy hey fully vax and fully waxed baby how's it feel no no do not use the phrase fully vaxed and fully waxed it's 801 <laughs> I'm coming in hot, brother. Views expressed by this. <laughs> Mike Vitale, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How was the week? Good one for your boys. It's the best one in a while. It's the best one I've had in over one years. About 13 months. Yeah. Yeah. Have, very good. Yeah, I have very, very good, good. I have very good momentum in life right now. I'm very happy professionally. Yeah. I'm very happy personally. Excellent. Yeah. Um, one, there was one glaring absence from my life and you and I filled that this week. You talking baseball, baby? Talking baseball. I'm talking baseball. Vital, do you know what your boys did? Watch more baseball games. Well, yes, actually. But this time, Shyamalan Twist. Mm-hmm. You went and saw it live. We did. was in right. person. How was that trip to uh, Denver? Oh my gosh, let me tell you. We went to the Mile High City, Vital. It's one mile above sure the water. Yes. As is Albuquerque. And Albuquerque is older. So I kind of feel like Albuquerque should be the Mile High City. And Denver should be the Mile High Sister City. Poor branding, really. Yeah. On Albuquerque's part. Sure. We should have known. We got balloons and green chili. Which are lovely. And they just have being a mile high. So, you know, what we got all, craft beer we and, and win. cannabis. Yes. Well, Denver also has cannabis. <laughs> we know because we went on 420. Yeah. 420, man. Waxed and vaxxed. So, Vital, I don't know if you've been to Denver. Have you, Vital, been to Denver? Yes, I've been okay. there many times. If I don't like it. If, oh, wow. Wow. Okay. okay. Hard this, hard stance. I didn't. Very th- nice city. This just in, Vital hates white people. Okay. That's what I just learned. So, Denver hates, I mean, Vital <laughs> hates Denver. As much as Denver hates Vital. <laughs> yes, I did. I almost got in a couple fights at a bar. That's well. Which, if you didn't know, Denver is just Wakanda for white people. That's correct. <laughs> It's a lovely city. It is. But if you haven't been... Okay, which one is it, Vital? You can't have it both ways. Uh, is it lovely or do you hate it? People <laughs> both. are idiots. Are you, yeah. Okay. You're and, talking about planet Earth, yeah. not just one city. Also, when you say lovely but hate it, why are you describing all of Van's ex-girlfriends? hey Oh. Yep. It's that kind of show this morning. Anyways. <laughs> 
So all the whole, the whole city smells like weed. Oh my gosh, the no. whole city smells like weed. And we were oh, there I on did. 420. Did you guys smell when you're walking around? Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's literally everywhere. Yeah. It was unreal. There was you know how you normally have five senses? <laughs> there was a sixth sense, which is seeing dead people, and then there was a seventh sense, which is smelling weed. And it is everywhere. It's everywhere. Which I don't mind. I'm not going to go out on a limb here and be anti-marijuana. I'm not also anti-marijuana. Especially after current legislation, which is going to help our lovely yeah. state. I've been saying for the longest time, legalize weed and reopen churches with zero restrictions on capacity. <laughs> I've been saying that. The whole time. The whole time. Even before COVID. Before it, I was saying that. <laughs> Why'd they shut down churches? They did. Well, then Colorado got sued, and then MLG yesterday said you could go to church if you want. That's know. great. You know what? I'm happy for them. I would like for them to implement some distancing, though. From from the devil? No, well, I mean, <laughs> I I appreciate not having to adhere to the man. I also am very oppo the man. Yeah. You know who else was? Uh, Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. He, was, wasn't, he didn't listen to the man. I thought we were going to talk about the Mayflower Compact here. and the we, we can. Protestant ideals of like. We got three hours. Okay. I'll do it. Okay. I'm in. But before we talk about <laughs> settling America with uh, religious beliefs, almost every stadium in baseball has opened up to the public. So the only ones that haven't are, no, they all have. So I'm thinking the NBA. So the only the NBA hasn't. Yeah, indoor stuff. Indoor stuff. Okay, so here it is. So I have for you guys, based off capacity limits as they've been like refactored for COVID, Okay. So the lowest drawing team in the league is the Athletics. They draw 50% of their current COVID capacity. Okay. It's pretty normal. Pretty Okay. Nothing's, but, nothing's changed. Yeah. They actually, these are the regular season numbers. Yeah. The athletics. Completely normal. So Oakland is pulling that. The Blue Jays are pulling. So the Athletics are the very bottom. The Blue Jays are the very top. Okay. So, the, yeah. So the Blue Jays are pulling the most fans to capacity. So this is percent, not necessarily the most bodies. But they're in Florida now. They are. Yes. Yeah. So okay. this is the Toronto Blue Jays of the Greater Tampa area. Sweet. I don't know if Tampa is correct. They're drawing one hundred and sixteen percent. So there's there's kind of your range. Okay. Wait. I say that number again. One hundred and sixteen percent. Okay. So. They have people just standing on top of the stadium looking down on it. I don't have that answer proper. Okay. But somebody probably has a Blue Jays eye view. Now, the one that we're going to spotlight here is the Colorado Rockies. They're drawing 72% of their possible tickets sold with COVID. Okay? It seemed COVID full. You and I were some of those tickets this past week. Yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday as we attended the Astros at the Rockies. Um, it was exciting for me because you are an Astros fan and I am a fan of your misery. Yes. And to watch fans berate you. Yeah. Which was fun. Verbally assault you. A lot of that. Isolate you. Mm -hmm. There was a period when you got your head pushed into a toilet and got a swirly. Okay. We stopped right there. That's, <laughs> that's where it becomes false. Nunley. But there were threats of physical violence. Yes. I saw that. But. In, in good nature. Yeah, because then the usher told me to stop talking to you like that, and then <laughs> and then it was a peaceful setting the rest of the time. You and I and a couple of our Coloradoian friends 
Coloradoans? Correct. Coloradans. Coloradans. Okay, so us and a couple Coloradans <laughs> went to the game. Um, and like you said, we were exactly two weeks out from being fully vaxxed and therefore... Fully waxed. Yes. <laughs> so we went. Uh, Vital, here are some things that we experienced at the game as we wrap up the opening segment. You cannot buy peanuts. Nope, no peanuts. No. No sunflower seeds? No sunflower seeds. Because they don't want the spitties everywhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. They were blowing out can- birthday candles. I didn't see direct verbiage about that. Yeah. I'm gonna There's s- nothing in the books. Yeah. I'm going to say that that's one of those uh, managers' discretion. So, no. That's my opinion on that. I don't know if they'd let you bring in candles in the first place. It was chilly. So- or a birthday cake, for that matter. I'm going to say it's no. The, it's the human aerosol of some someone blowing their breath. That wouldn't be cool. The Yes. So no on birthday candles. Yes, though. Wait, hold on. There was one more gigantic no. There was no, like, vendors. There was no, like, aisle, like, beer guys. Correct. No beer guys? Yeah. Oh, oh beer. Oh, gosh. Cold Bottle beer. Bottle of beer. Cold beer. Bottle of beer. Who's drinking with the Coors? There was none of that. Lemonade, lemonade, just like Grandma made. <laughs> Ice cream. <laughs> Which, that's a weird way. your business. Yeah. But no, there was none of that. So we had to get up regularly. You, you could have sold ice cream at Coors and it would not have melted. It was so cold. It was very cold. It was very cold. It was very it was, cold. It was snowing, wasn't it? We, yeah. yeah. It snowed during the day on Wednesday. Game two that we went to was not played in a stadium. It was played in a snow globe because there was so much snow. Snowed literally the whole time. The entire the- time. So you got verbally assaulted, Van? Is that true? Very true. Yes. In yeah. good nature. I went to a Packer, Packers game up there four years ago and almost got into a couple of fights. People picking me, throwing their their beverages at me because I was wearing Packer gear. The Did you know that the Denver Broncos have sold out every home game for the last 13 years? That's impressive. Isn't that impressive? That's crazy to me. The Rockies have not. No, they definitely have not. Their product they put on the field is not great. It was this past week when they put up on your Houston. <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday, boy, did they do a good job. Uh, and I believe they had the off day Thursday and then won again on Friday. So actually, we have been the spark for the resurgence that is the Colorado Rockies. Uh, you know me, Fred. Yes. And you know I love taking undue credit. So you're welcome, state of Colorado. We're going to take a break a little bit early. So when we come back, we can talk a little bit more about our baseball experience. Uh, There'll be a lot less... No, there'll be a lot of jokes. But we really explain kind of what's going on and why it was fun and why it was a little... um, I'm going to say momentous. I'm going to say it was personally momentous. I agree. Yeah. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We were on the road this past week with Chisholm Trail RV. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. 15 minutes in to a three-hour-long program. Spent a lot of time around sports this week. I didn't spend a lot of time watching sports this week. There's a lot going on in my life. Except for the two days where we were watching live sports. Yes, that was and that was special. Yes, it was. And the thing now with COVID-19, 
But like the isotopes are about to come back. There's some stuff going on. Locally. Stoked for that. Yeah. You're going to see me there a lot, loyal listener. You're going to see me there all the time. Basically, anytime I can. If I can, I will. Well, let me rent one of the boxes and just sleep there. Is that an option? Do you have a deposit? Talk to John. Do you have a deposit? Well, I'll be, hey, if I got my own box, I'll be doing a lot of deposits. You would, you would oh, like your okay. business at this point. <laughs> You anger me so much. Well, Vital, we were two weeks removed from our fully vaxxed status, yeah. which made us safe. So we took a travel day up. We rented a car. We rented a moderate mid-sized four-door sedan to go to Denver. And then- and It was an RV. Well, here's the thing. Next road trip will be sponsored <laughs> by Chisholm Trail RV. Friend of the show, friend in real life, Aaron Chisholm, just Absolutely. the most delightful person. She's beautiful. As a person. As a person. She's beautiful by all definers lot, of beauty. A lot of standards. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to Denver in a cherry red Mustang okay. that we got from the rental place. Yeah. We were- We got our Sonata. Yeah. Our Hyundai upgraded to a Ford Mustang. Because I guess there's some sort of car shortage in the rental world here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Enterprise said, oh, you're going to Denver? Let's give you guys a convertible. (laughs) (laughs) The weather will be perfect. Yeah, you're going to love this. You know whenever, um, I'm in my mid-30s. What are you, Vane? You're like 45 now? I'm fastly approaching 40. So, Vane, you're kissing 40. I'm in my mid-30s. Vital, he's a spry uh, Gen Zer. Yeah, it's too old to count. There was a moment when... When when did you stop counting? Yeah, Vital, when did you give up on life? Uh, well, I haven't done that quite oh. yet. Oh, good, good, yeah, good, good. But uh, age is but a number. I feel that way. Same. My knees don't, but... No. Yeah. It's that old George Carlin joke. Why do you only identify by your most recent age? Sure. Yeah, you, you still qualify as the other ones. Just <laughs> pick one of those. So we go up to the Denver, but we had this moment in our mid thirties slash late thirties, similar to what I feel like a lot of um, like school teachers have at the end of the semester when they're like, "We're gonna go to Vegas to like get rid of their spring fever," and they're like, "We're gonna tear it up. Vegas can't handle us." <laughs> that was me and you getting in this cherry red Mustang <laughs> to go all the way up to Denver, Colorado. Slightly over forty-eight hours later. <laughs> We found out that, in fact, Denver could handle us. Yes, they actually, they absolutely handled us. Yeah. Put us, some might argue, in our place. Sure. <laughs> Similar to the way the Colorado Rockies put the Houston Astros into place for a short two-game series earlier this week. Uh, here was the experience, listener. We bought tickets online. They were insanely cheap. Giving them away. Give them away. We get into the venue. We arrive at the venue. We're able, it was regular, basically. You got a backpack. Mm-hmm. Had to take off your hat before you go through the metal detector, but no lines. No. There's no people. Well, there's a lot of people, just not as many as there should have been. Correct. Yeah. So you have to go through like a specific gate. I'm t- From the time that we reached Coors, 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 Coors Field. Coors. Thank you. <laughs> from the time we reached it to the time we got to our seats- and I'm being generous here 
for how slowly I walk due to my size and capability. Mm-hmm. Not 10 minutes. No, it was very easy. It was very easy. We were very spoiled. Yeah. Because Coors Field, Coors. if you haven't spent a lot of time there, I would say top five. Oh, it's very nice. It is a wonderful stadium. Mm-hmm. It's so good. There's a row of seats that are a different color. Mm. Yeah. It's the mile high seat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me and Fred did not join the mile high club at Coors Field, by the way, Vital, is if that, you were wondering. Is that like a box? Is yeah. that a private box? One of our boxes. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Watch the game. The fans of the game were about as fun as any fans could be. Because um, as you're aware, the Rockies are the worst team in baseball. And as you're aware, the Houston Astros are the most hated team in baseball. Yes. So the team that sucks the most finally got to find someone to hate yeah. more than their own team. Boy, did they have some fun with it. They too. had so much fun, Vital. They had all, so obviously they had every single fan in attendance had Googled like how to harass the Astros. So it was all of the chants. It was, there was, there was uh, signage. There were people like I was wearing, are you familiar with one Lance Berkman, formerly of the Killer Bees? Yep. I was wearing. Oh, you mean Big Puma? Big Puma. Oh, you mean Fat Elvis? Yes. Oh, you mean my favorite player? Same. I was wearing a Lance Berkman jersey because after I got the Moderna vaccine by Italy, I became an Astros fan because that's one of the side effects. So as I would pass them, they would under their breath be like, Cheetah! And I'd be like, I, this, is a, this is a late 90s, early 2000s pinstripe Houston Astros jersey that says Lance Berkman. Yeah, recognize. Yeah, not a cheater. Not a cheater. <laughs> not a cheater at all. So that is what never the experience... Been, never been cheated out of a meal either. No, no. no but, he's no. a healthy fella. Yeah. He's a sturdy boy. Him and Phil Mickelson, same physique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Both lefties. Wow. Yeah. Both hefties. Hefties. There Hefty lefties. There we go. So we had a lot of fun with it. The fans uh, were berating, but respectful. Um, we had I, a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a couple... Are you familiar with Silver Bullets? Very much so. Same. Yeah. I had a couple Silver Bullets... Where I was able to uh, retort. Is that the word I was looking for? Yes. Clever uh, clever retort. Yes. Uh, they were not prepared for my professional um, trash-talking mouth, which I earned as a youth, but then was able to refine it on the radio. Sure. Um, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. So I would encourage you, as soon as you're fully vaxxed and fully waxed, get out. Get out to events, start re-entering life. Because it was, uh, I don't know, it was like a, there's no punchline here. It was like really, um, it was like euphoric. It was like, because I hadn't been to a game since August of 19. I had chills for like the first two or three yeah. innings. Not just because of the weather. Like I was very excited to be there. And you know, because in baseball is our muse, right? That's our muse for sports. But if you're like soccer fan, get out and see the United. If you're football fan. The Lobo, well, they just did spring practice, but, I mean, it's right around the corner again. Like Gladiators are coming the back. Gladiators are coming back. The I know the runners just said they pushed back to December, but you're going to have that. There's, I mean, there's just, we're to that, we're at that little, like, tipping point. Little got, tipping you, point. You got MLS in Denver. Yeah. New Mexico is at 40% fully vaxxed. It's very good. New Mexico is at almost 60% single shot and on their way. We're setting the standard for the country. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 
hate MLG all you want. We're getting some stuff done here, and we're going to open up responsibly. Correct. We're very excited. Churches no longer have capacity limits. Like that's, that's, it's in the works. It's like it's currently happening. We lead the nation in vaccinations and lawsuits against Donald Trump. Really? He owes $200,000 to City Albuquerque for his visit to Rio Rancho that you and I attended three years ago. Oh, right. So they sent it. So Tim Keller sent it to a debt collector. Oh, okay. That's great. Good luck with that. So Marlago is like, stop calling us. That we is, can't transfer you through. That is he's a, never paid back a loan in his life. No. Yeah. It's going to ruin his credit. 200000 That's way back in the line. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think the Rio Rancho bill is like 800000 I'm being serious. I'm yeah. not joking. Yeah. I don't think they sent it to collection. Go. Different administration over there. By the way, Joe Schmo, you can't do that at Arby's. Rack up a $200,000 tab. <laughs> or like a $20 tab and just walk out and leave it. Today's varsity is absolute worst fast foods. So I have never been hungry enough to eat at Arby's. Not one time in my life have I ever been in a situation where I'm like, if I don't bring nutrients into my body, I will fail. I don't know that level of starvation, but I don't even recognize that as a high enough level of starvation for me to eat at Arby's. Now you could be stuck in the middle of the desert. Yes. And you see a mirage of Arby's and you just turn the other way. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? That is oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I could be marooned in the desert riding a horse that I discovered that has no name. Okay. Come across a lone Arby's sitting in an oasis of life. I would slaughter the horse and eat it before I would go into Arby's. Smart. Yeah. Very I, smart. We'll never eat Arby's. Vital, do not look at me like you are an Arby's mark. I love their uh, turkey <laughs> and Swiss uh, wrap. Oh, okay. You're talking about, all right. So Deli Fresh is different. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Now you have qualifiers. Yeah, there's absolutely qualifiers. Okay. It's the talk of a coward there, Vital. Uh, Oh, when it comes to food, I bend over backwards for it. Well, I mean, not Arby's. <laughs> like, <laughs> not Arby's, good food. Deli, deli style. I I don't think they call their fish fish. I think they call it not roast beef. See, I, I'm a I have a print plant friendly diet, very plant forward. Mark, I don't know if you friend. know that. You just call it vegetarian, I suppose. Yeah, that's what I would call it. I partook enough in Denver on 420 that I would probably eat Arby's. No. Yeah, I think so. There's nothing. It's not real roast beef. It's a, it's like a slurry of meat. It's like bologna is what it, it's like hot dog. Yeah, yeah. And then what they do is they vac yeah. They, com they compress the hot dog Steam down. Steam it into roast beef ish. Yeah. Consistency. I'm literally I have a delicious breakfast in front of me from Java Joe's mm -hmm. that I eat between Here's a little inside baseball for the listener. We don't talk during the breaks. We just scarf down. The first couple breaks for sure. And I'm losing my appetite for it because we're talking about Arby's. We're talking about Arby's, yeah. We don't have to. Let's save it for the end. I like, Today, I like this varsity. Today's varsity. I like it. Is the bottom tier of fast food chains. A lot of people call it S tier as the top. This is F tier. Today's varsity is F tier. For failure. Grab a break. So I got a PSA okay. for the world real quick. Yeah, before the break, you do. I'm, I like um, mind-altering substances. 
Okay. <laughs> and I love baseball, Vital. You know that about me. Don't mix those two. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you saw how zombified I was at the game on Tuesday on 420. So um, THC edibles and um, the most beautiful but slow-moving sport do not really match. And and I am about as straight edge as an individual comes outside of my affinity for alcohol. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I would not have. We were not on the same level. No. For about five or six innings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk to like, and that was the that was actually kind of a fun part about going to the game was you were only surrounded by baseball fan. Yeah. Like only baseball fan is going to limited capacity during a pandemic in the snow of the worst team in baseball and the most hated team in baseball. On 420. On 420. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't, there were not Girl Scout troops there. Sure. No, this was literally sitting right behind us. This is old men who are willing to laugh at all my jokes. Maybe that had something to do with 420. Man, and yeah. I was, I was like so 420'd out and people kept yelling cheaters and I was like, Denver loves Joey Greco from like, the, the famed syndicated TV show Cheaters. Yeah, and then I then I snapped out of it and I was like, "Oh yeah, the a- the Astros." Before we go to the break, we're going to take a call joining the program now. Friend of the show, Orlando, who apparently has a passion for Arby's. So get ready to hang up, Vital. Hello. Hello? Yeah, welcome to the program. Morning. So yeah, I had to try to see you guys on Saturdays. You guys are awesome, and hey. Wow. Punch in the gun about the Arby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big, big fan. I just happened to have it last night. I have it once every three, four months. And the Greek gyro is better than the Olympia restaurant there on Central. It's really good. Uh, my wife had the Rupin sandwich. Fresh. It was good. And I'm talking about to get the potato cakes. Oh, man, it is so good. Orlando, which uh, Arby's location do you own? Yeah, which one is that? Which one are you the franchise operator of? <laughs> it's on the west side of the <laughs> <laughs> But I don't own it. <laughs> Here's what we're doing. We're setting up. We're going to get We're gonna get Orlando's contact information. We're going to do blind taste test. We're going to go to Olympia, get a, get a gyro. We're going to go... We're gonna go to uh, Cinnamon and get a gyro, and we're gonna go to Arby's, and you're gonna have to pick which one is which, and I bet you get it wrong. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a difference. Reuben, remember the Reuben knife warmer. It's my mom's favorite sandwich, the Reuben. It's my uh, favorite cousin who lives in. Um... <laughs> you're not related to. I'm a not Reuben. related yeah, to a I, single Reuben. You're aggressively Anglo. And the best part, guys, is like the gyros, and then they have the Arby class two for six. What? Not beat it. Used- when you're waiting for that, that paycheck to come in, you know. <laughs> no, this is you're Ooh, in Biden's America it. right now. They used to be five for five. <laughs> Arby- five for five. Yeah, Arby's has really deflated their value. <laughs> I blame the Bitcoin, Fred. That's what it is. Yeah. The, Arby's now accepts Bitcoin. <laughs> so, but yeah, I had it last maybe because I had already had you know six or seven plus life. Or, I guess or maybe that. Orlando says whenever he wakes up in the morning after having Arby's the night before, he refuses to brush his teeth. He's like, I just wanted to stay with me, fellas. Savor the flavor, baby. Hey, all right. True, true real question, Orlando, before we cut you loose, because we have to, because we've got to go to break. You put so much Arby's sauce on that sandwich that you can't even taste it, right? That's that's the ticket. I think we lost him, and that's okay. That's all right. I like friend of the show, Orlando, and his passion for things that I hate, including Arby's. 
Let's grab a break when we get back. Um, I want to put I want to put just a, the tiniest preview in, in the NFL draft before we do our full first round prediction. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to do overall draft concept, and then we're going to do full NFL first round draft prediction because that will happen before we return to the program. So be ready for that. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We went to Denver last week with Chisholm Trail RV. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. I broadcast last night for ProView Van, the Rio Rancho Rams at the Cibola Cougars. Okay. No fans in attendance, but uh, players there, obviously. And uh, the Rams with a big win at Cibola last night. Big 20-point blowout there. Oh, sweet. What sport? Uh, this is boys basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. That was a lot of fun. That would have been a big score on soccer. Yeah. That, yes. That would have been more. That would have been outside the meme. Usually. <laughs> yeah. So we were we're going to talk NFL draft. Um, and as I was, I had, so uh, for the listener, little show notes, I, I bookmark like things I want to bring up like throughout the week. And then I go back to them. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the suggested articles and this thing I was going to bring up was, the weirdest questions NFL teams have ever asked NFL draft prospects. So it. I'm calling an audible real quick, all right? So for the next 15 minutes, Van, okay, I will be NFL team. You will be prospect. Oh, here we go. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions that have been asked to NFL prospects, okay? Hey, get that mute button ready, Vital. <laughs> This might get spicy. 505-246-0610 if you also have an answer to any of these weirdo questions. These are legitimate questions asked from NFL teams to prospects as reported by professional athletes. All right. My draft stock is about to plummet. Bo Scarborough reported this one, okay? I'm not going to give you – I'm just going to give you the questions. Forget it. Okay. Is God an Auburn football fan? My goodness. Um, well, my snap reaction, sir. Yes. Would be that uh, God is too busy. Okay. Taking care of all of the other issues on earth. To concern himself with private schools. To worry about my college football team. Okay. Yeah. That's your that's your answer to get drafted? Yes. Okay. I would say War Eagle. Yeah. But good my, answer. Yeah, exactly. My answer would be <laughs> Roll Tide! Well, that's actually the other school. Exactly. Um... <laughs> Even God's against me. Van Allen, do you find your mother attractive? Wow, this is getting Freudian fast. I'm telling you, dude. Excellent question, Carl Jung. Uh, Of course I find my mother attractive. She's beautiful. Okay, I agree. I've seen your mother. Yeah, you know my mother. She is a lovely lady. She's objectively gorgeous. If you were a fruit... But the question is... <laughs> yeah. Let me. I, I have a follow-up question to myself. Okay. Do I want to have relations with my mother? Okay, which I don't believe was asked. Okay. That is no. Okay, smart. So I think that's an important part. Yeah. Yes, my mother's beautiful. No, I don't want to go razor back on her. Okay. Okay. Speaking of forbidden fruit, if you were a fruit, <laughs> what kind of fruit would you be? Hmm... Excellent question. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're getting to the real stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, my favorite fruit to eat is a mango. I like a very ripe, okay. smoky, 
spicy mango with a little bit of uh, tahine on it. Not sure what that word is. Okay, it's a chili lime powder. Okay. It's very good. Your anglosity has stopped you from knowing this, but I'll show you one day. But if I was going to be a fruit, mm-hmm. I think it would be probably a jackfruit because of its large size and thick skin. Okay, smart. Yeah. According to edge rusher Marcus Davenport, who you remember was drafted by the Saints some years ago, he said that he would be an apple because it keeps the doctor away. That's a really good That's a really good answer. Yeah, well done. What color van is melted chocolate? What color? Yes. Is melted chocolate. I think we'll get a bit racialist here. <laughs> <laughs> uh melted chocolate. I would say is also brown. I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah. What's the real answer, coach? I don't know. Like chocolate? <laughs> chocolate covered? <laughs> Colored? Yeah, why not? <clears throat> okay, you ready for this one? Okay. It's another. Not, it's, it's another color-based question. Cocoa beans are white. Oh, there is a... It's like a weird white cream color. Oh, I'm familiar with the lifespan of the caca. By the way, uh, loyal listener, if you don't know how chocolate is made... Go, go on the YouTubes. Here's, it is wildly interesting. So here's why I know how chocolate is made. Because when I was a youth, Mr. Rogers would put it on picture in picture. And I would be able to see it. I missed that episode. Oh, I did not. It is my, that, that is how I discovered that chocolate was not a meat. <laughs> okay. Another color question here. What color is Snow. I feel like these are all trick questions trying to get me to say something weird. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to go with my first observation here, Coach. Snow's just white. Snow's white. Okay. I would maybe argue that it's clear, but that is fine. Are you afraid of clowns? Are you not a real person? Of course, <laughs> of course I'm afraid of clowns. You know what I'm not afraid of? A left tackle. <laughs> he blocks like a clown that's what i'm not afraid of what kind of fish are you <laughs> first i'm a fruit now i'm a fish i i am a tuna okay <laughs> yeah I, i'm a tuna fred because like a good teammate i like to swim with the school Okay. But also, I can go rogue and make some stuff happen. I'm a tuna. I would say if my future is on the line in my draft stock, I don't necessarily have an answer in the bag for that one. <laughs> would, you, would, would you have an answer in the bag for any one of these? I would blow it. I would be besides, like- Besides sleeping with your mother? Dolphin. <laughs> like, I don't know, because I assume you're interviewing with the dolphins. Dolphins, not a fish. See, there you go. That's, yeah, that's why I screwed that one up. Uh-huh. How many ways could you use a brick in one minute? <laughs> I mean, do I have my plaster ready already? I mean, you going, are you going over your uh, honey-do list at home? Are we talking uh, race riots? I mean, what's, what's going on here? What's I, the purpose of this question? You have one minute. How many ways can you use a brick? In one minute? Yeah. Three, probably. I could lay one brick okay. <laughs> and then throw it uh-huh. and then use it as a paperweight in one minute. I'd say three okay. is pretty solid. Impromptu hacky sack would come to mind for me. Wow, your I, feet are strong. Yeah. 
right, this is all right. So this is a traditional one. Boxers or briefs? Huh. Both. Okay. <laughs> Boxer briefs. A little invasive, but yes. Yeah. That's a weird question. Uh, you know, I went I went commando for a long time. I wouldn't tell a coach this, but for the longest time, I'd be commando. Okay. So friends and family, loyal listeners, if you gave me a hug like a decade ago, watch out. There was one less layer. Yeah. When you just fooled everyone to think there was two more layers. Uh, Van, would you share your internet history with us? Yeah, sure. Right, right now on air. <laughs> Do you spring clean like your digital life the way you spring clean your regular life? No, I don't care whatsoever. Okay. Yeah, the coach can see what my, what documentaries I've been watching online. Could you beat me in a staring contest? <laughs> oh, you know I could. <laughs> <laughs> this is you or hypothetical coach? This is a hypothetical coach who asked punter Michael Dixon if he had the eye of the tiger and then began to engage him in a staring contest. Yeah, I really, I really like uh, you know, face-to-face contact. It, it, I think it enhances human connection, but not too much. Because that'll get you kicked off a football team because we know what those people do. This one actually makes sense to me. Okay. What kind of alcohol do you like to drink? Is there like ABCD or is this open-ended? So this is, yeah, what is your drink of choice, I believe is the question. Uh, uh, Sir, I would have to say all of it. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Um, My favorite one is the next one. Mm-hmm. So that's my drink of choice. I can only have one more. What is Bitcoin? <laughs> it's um, how my friend used to buy drugs on the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go have a break. When we get back, there's a lot more of these, and I'm kind of having too much fun with it. <laughs> Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We were on the road last week with Chisholm Trail RV. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. All right, so not just in the bedroom anymore. Now on the radio show, we're going to change roles. Okay, Van? Okay. So you are now NFL team, and I am prospect. So we're talking Wonderlick test during the break? During the break, we were talking the Wonderlick test, yeah. which is different than this. The worst score all time was Morris Claiborne. Drafted by the Cowboys. Yes, I'm familiar with his work. Played eight seasons. Had a pretty good career. Not bad. I mean, right? it's four years till you get the rookie extension, then you sign another contract. Yeah, I'm in on that. He's doing all right. I think last segment I would have scored a three. Okay. <laughs> Morris Claiborne got a four. With legitimate effort on the Wonderlick. Yeah. We'll go to the Wonderlick at the start of the next RV one, because I think it's fun for the NFL draft. Fred, you- what, what position do you play? Uh, in this hypothetical draft? Correct. Um, a lot of people have described me as the next Kyle Pitts. Okay. Yeah. So you're a freakishly talented. Prototype. Prototype, tight end, wide receiver hybrid. Yeah. Who also has like a lot of like Taysom Hill in him. Okay. So. You line him up under the center every once in a yeah. while. Yeah. Okay. And recognizes that punters are people too. Okay, sport. Where does the sun rise and where does it set? 
false. <laughs> These uh, on the British Empire, it doesn't. Okay, you're going to do great on the Patriots. <laughs> All right, potential draft prospect. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be a cat or a dog? Oh, this is an easy one. Okay. Cat. Okay, you are an actual cat person. I am a cat person right. by nature. Um, also, I'm a big fan of Tim Burton's Batman. So we are not going to use our first round draft pick on you. Oh, Okay us being the Cleveland Browns yeah. in this one situation. You would not work out in the dog pound. Well, I mean, the Bengals would be into this. The Lions would be a fan of this. The Panthers would be... I, do you see what I'm doing here? A lot more cats. Yeah, there's... You are a populist front runner. <laughs> so there are way more cat teams than dog teams. Mm-hmm. So excellent answer. Thank you. How many different things can you think of that you can do with a paperclip? Well, I could turn it into a Ferrari. Five seconds. Five. <laughs> I, I, I trade it up. Three, Red paperclip. Uh, Craigslist. <laughs> okay, that was an actual question from the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> All right. In the Beyonce world. Okay. Are you going to put a ring on it? <sighs> yes. When I win the Super Bowl. Okay, I got another list of real questions. Okay, that was a Super Bowl. It was an excellent answer. Thank you. That's the kind of spirit we want here at the Jacksonville Jaguar family. Ah, the fourth cat. When did you lose your virginity? Okay. Um, a real question to defensive end, Obum Guachum. Never lost it. I gave it away. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I know exactly where it is um, and how fortunate that young guy or gal is to have it. So probably the worst question, and these are all real questions. These are all very real. The last two seconds. These are all real questions players have been asked. I think I got the worst one of all time here. Okay. I got the worst one of all time, and then after this, I got a very good one. Okay. Okay. This was asked, and I know you remember this. This was asked to Des Bryant by an unnamed unnamed team. And the question goes as such. This is brutal. Is your mother a prostitute? (sighs) Woo! Gosh. Who has the stones to ask a teenager that? Oh, my God. That is a get up and exit the room kind of moment, right? Yeah. Because... And also, like, you don't ask questions you don't already know the answer to. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sir, no. <laughs> My mother, similar to Dorothy Mantooth, is a saint. That's better. Okay, and here's my favorite that I've read in either of these lists of weird questions asked to NFL prospects. Okay. What's your murder weapon of choice? Okay, that's a great question. (laughs) Mine is embarrassment. Uh, I'm a big fan. Not for yourself, for others. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Everyone knows that my greatest fear in life is dying an embarrassing death. To be murdered, I do not qualify as an embarrassing death um, by another human being. If I were to be murdered by an animal, that I would qualify as an embarrassing death. So I'm going to say my wor- my murder 
weapon of choice is to guilt you into becoming tribute in a Hunger Games style battle arena and then to watch you inevitably fail. Okay, I got a softball for you now. Okay. That's a pretty good answer. Thank you. Pretty good answer. Yeah, run with the bulls is my answer. So whenever if you would have answered in that exact fashion, I would have had a lot of follow-up questions. Yes. Because that was complex. What team do you pick in Madden? And why? What year am I coming out in the draft? Uh, Dealer's choice. Okay. So if I'm coming out in the draft in 2021, which is this year, my Madden team. Who does Minshew the third play for now? All right, well, first of all, that's your dude. He's always a free agent at the end of the season, so you can put him wherever you want. Um, yeah, I'm going to say my Madden team is Tampa Bay because I want to make sure I get to play with Tom Brady at least one last time because he was so upset over these jersey number things that he claimed he was going to quit the game. That's hilarious. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Tampa, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay. But, you know, if I went to a big college, though, that's what I would say. If I went to, like, Alabama – I would pick, like, whoever has, like, a guy I played with that's, like, featured. Or whatever team I'm talking to, I would say that. So if the Raiders were like, hey, who do you play with? I'd be like, Derek Carr's my favorite player. And then that would, I would just lie. Yeah, you would lie. Yeah. Because the answer is whoever has Mike Vick. Is whoever has Mike Vick. Yeah, that's the yeah. answer. <laughs> He's a cheat code on Madden. I don't know if you know that out there, people. The answer is always whatever team Mike Vick is on. And Taysom Hill. Nah, he ain't no Mike Vick. The two best quarterbacks in the league both play for the New Orleans Saints, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Oh, man, we better go to break fast before you keep (laughs) going on this. Had a lot of fun with it thus far this morning. How'd we do, Vital? Who are you drafting? Um... I gotta think a little more. Wait until next hour. You could just say Fred because of his size. That's what we need. Yeah. Six six, two sixty five. I'm it's almost like I'm not human, but not as not human as Jacob deGrom, and that's what we're gonna talk about when we get back. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We were on the road with Chisholm Trail R V last week. Ninety five point nine FM, AM six ten, the sports animal. Back on the program, I had a fun first hour talking baseball and football. Today's varsity. F-tier fast food restaurants. That's today's varsity. So this is the worst of fast food restaurants. We're talking chains? We're talking chains only, right? Well, knowing us, I don't think it matters whatsoever. Good call. Yeah, I think we'll just figure it out when we get there. Do you guys remember earlier this year when Jacob DeGrom gave up one run? How embarrassing. What a loser. What a loser. He gave up one run. Dog, he had 15 Ks last night. His stat line. Bieber. Man. Bieber is fantastic too, but no one His career has started off a season no. as good as you're watching Jacob DeGrom do it right now. Do you have the stat line in front of you? Because I'll give it to you if you don't. Go ahead, hit, hit us with it. Two and one on the air. Not his fault. Not his fault. That part is not his fault. Here's his ERA through four starts. 0.31. What? 
point three one. He's wow. not three point one. Yeah, that that that's what I thought. Three point one is very good. Yes. Point three one. That's insane. He's thrown twenty nine full innings. Fifty Ks. That is almost almost two strikeouts an inning. Fifty Ks. This guy wasn't even a pitcher. He's a position player. They're like, you can't do this anymore. 50Ks through four. Four games, 50 strikeouts. With a whip, if you don't know what whip is, that's walks plus hits divided by innings pitched of a quite stingy .55. That's half of a walk and a hit per inning. So that means half of a base runner gets on. So let's say, what's a fair number? 30 starts? 30 starts, that's a fair number. 30 starts a full year, yeah. Simple math tells you that's 375 Ks. (laughs) Let's say he doesn't keep the torrid pace and falls off 75 of them. That's 300 Ks. Simple math, if you're not doing actual projections and him fluctuating, that's almost 500 strikeouts. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. No, it's not. He's got 50 through four, right? Mm-hmm. No, I had it right. Okay, yeah, just a shade under 400. Yeah, mouth. Okay. Which is still very good. Still excellent. That's why I do well on the Wonderlick. Emphasis on the last syllable. I got them skills. So I got the craziest stat for you, Vital. You ready? Through Go for it. F- through four games, Jacob DeGrom has given up one earned run. One. He has got two RBIs. So he himself, a lowly pitcher has more RBIs than earned runs. <laughs> this guy is unreal. This is must-see TV. If this guy's on the mound and you like sports whatsoever, watch this guy dominate his opponents. I didn't realize what you were saying is true. He has, adle- he has 11 at-bats, okay, and six hits. <laughs> yeah. What? He has more total bases. Let me make sure I got this right. I don't want to just say something that's... Okay, no. He's only given up six more hits than he has personally acquired in bases. Mm -hmm. He's only given up seven more hits than he personally has. He has six hits. Everyone else who's tried to hit off of him has 13 He's unreal. 16.6 strikeouts to walks. His his career average is a little under six. Low and away, low and away, low and away. Like, what can you do with that? I tell you what they're going to have to do with it. What is that, man? And you understand this reference being a Bob Gibson fan. No. A fan of Mm -mm. the Cardinal organization. Don't say it. 
Jacob deGrom is going to be so dominant this year. How dominant? They're going to lower the mound nope. or move it back six inches. You're not going to do that. I don't know if you know this, Fred, but they're already practicing this in a couple minor leagues this year. What? They're moving the mound six inches back for a few weeks. They're moving the mound a foot back for a few weeks. In the Atlantic League, I believe. I don't know anything of what you're talking about. I'm going to show you. You know, they mess around with the size of the bases. They mess around with a pitch clock. They mess around with all kinds of stuff. But in the Atlantic League this year, for the second half of the season, they're going to move the mound back from 60 feet, 6 inches, where it has always been. They're going to move it back a whole foot and see how the game plays out. I don't like it. Change nothing. Okay. Tell that to Bob Gibson. Get better. Tell that to people who had to hit off a of Bob Gibson. Well, that wasn't fair. Because Bob Gibson is arguably the greatest of all time. From my slanted St. Louis Cardinal fandom viewpoint. Uh-huh. This Jacob DeGrom's unreal. I don't think pitching gets the love that it deserves. This goes back to the Braves in the 90s. Right. Chicks chicks dig the long ball or whatever. If they would have won a couple more ships, it might have got a little more credit. Yeah. Can't believe the crime dog didn't put them over there. All right. Sports team question. Ready. Would you rather have sustained success over a longer period of time Mm -hmm. and only win World Series, one World Series like the Braves, or would you rather be flash in the pan, win a bunch, i.e., let's call them the Marlins? Marlins came in the league in 97. They got two of them. 03 and what's the other one? 10? I don't know if that's right. That is not. 13? Those are the Renteria years, both of them. Okay, here's my answer. Ships trump all. Okay. I want more ships. So you think the Marlins are better than the Braves? I think the Marlins are better than the Braves. Because they've won two. The Braves have won one. Going from baseball to a sport that I think is more easily explainable with exactly what you're talking about is the New York football giants. Okay. Who won two of them in seven years with the most boring human being on the planet, Eli Manning at quarterback. Yes. And I would rather... If paint drying came to life in a Disney movie, yeah, that's Eli Manning. And I would rather be the Giants of that seven-year stretch than the Buccaneers of this 20-year stretch. Well, Bucks got two. Yeah, over 20. Yeah. You'd rather have that super high peak. Yeah, I'd rather have two over seven. And actually, the Giants were kind of garbage every year except for those two years. Yeah. They're very up and down. Well, and, and Eli Manning is like the opposite of what like football fan wants in New York. Not flashy. No. Not Joe Namath. Correct. Yeah. So I think that'd be, I'd pose a good question to me and you, Vital. Would you rather be the Giants with those two rings or the Packers who are good every year who only have one. So I think the Aaron Rodgers is like 
the Braves rotation, right? Right. Best or second best in the league every year. Okay. But it only got all the way to the promised land one time. That so, makes me want to, yeah, very disappointed. I would go with the two giant Super Bowls instead. Well, yeah, I would too. Because, cause like, I don't know what the best way to say this is. I, I like fandom. I appreciate fandom. But you got to know when you're surrounded by a bunch of losers. Okay. And, like, Aaron Rodgers is no longer known as, like, the Green Bay Packers quarterback. He's now known as the former host of Jeopardy. That's a reach, but okay. You don't think? If Chester Bennington were still alive and he met Aaron Rodgers, he would say, you're wasting your talents, Aaron. So your friend Sandra, our mutual friend. Yes. She was on the Facebooks a couple weeks ago. Okay. And one of her friends was ranting that she doesn't know who this Aaron Rodgers guy is, but he's ruining Jeopardy. (laughs) So if you didn't know that Aaron Rodgers was a super famous football player and all over almost every commercial you've ever Mm -hmm. seen, and you just watch the local news in Jeopardy, you would have been wildly disappointed with his performance. So that's a really good analogy for Giants fans during that little seven-year run (laughs) because they also hated... Their star, who was the best at it. Right. By the way, congratulations to Joe Buck on being named the next host of Jeopardy. That's for two weeks. A two-week run. Well, I mean, it's basically an audition, though, <laughs> for the forever position. Because Aaron Rodgers did so poorly that they're going to slum it with Joe Buck. Actually, Is that what you're no, saying? no, he did not. The other ratings went up 14%. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, oh, being, I'm, okay. being a, I'm being a troll. He did a wonderful <laughs> job. Yes. I enjoyed it. I yeah. watched like four or five episodes. And he'll end up. Being like a hard bronze to Joe Buck and LeVar Burton. Let me tell you how Jeopardy is going to save the Packers franchise. Okay. So with the rating surge from Aaron Rodgers also comes that ad money. So Jeopardy is going to be forced to be like, all right, he's no Alex Trebek, but he did a pretty good job. But look at all these advertisers pouring in. Let's get Aaron Rodgers on our show. I don't think there were more State Farm commercials during Jeopardy. So Aaron Rodgers is going to become the full-time host of Jeopardy, and he's going to get what, 30, 40, 50 million a year? That's so much money for Jeopardy. So Aaron Rodgers is going to get that huge chunk of change, mm-hmm. and he only has to work a month or six weeks for Jeopardy, right? They film they film a whole year in a month. It's something like that that's correct. Right. So, with that extra 30, 40, 50 mil in his pocket, he finally pulls a Tom Brady and takes a huge pay cut, and the Packers finally get him some wide receiver and offensive line help, and he has the greatest season of any quarterback in the history of the world. He's already had that. And they win. Oh, he's had like three of them. Yeah, and they didn't win. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's where it stops. It was an ellipsis, not a period, Fred. Okay. And then they win the Super Bowl. And then he retires with his second trophy. And then he becomes a full-time Jeopardy host. The only thing you need to know before we go to break. And then he has a nature show, a la Sir David Attenborough. <laughs> is, this, is this the storybook ending that we want as Packers fans, Vital? I think it's beautiful. 
uh, riding off into the sunset to the Jeopardy studios. Yeah. I can give you one resource on why Aaron Rodgers will not be the forever host of Jeopardy. And all you have to do is take a look. It's in a book. (laughs) It's LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton's going to get it. There you go. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We were on the road last week with Chisholm Trail RV, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Had a lot of fun thus far. Take two seconds uh, to make a mention of uh, some stuff that's relevant to my childhood and perhaps yours if you were a fan of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Steve Mongo McMichael, I know as Mongo McMichael from his days in WCW Pro Wrestling. That's how I knew he. He was uh, very much a crossover from the football field to the professional wrestling ring, which as everyone knows, I'm um, a gigantic fan for. Um, and announced yesterday that uh, he'll be removing himself from the public spotlight as he's been diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. That's uh, Help me out here, Vin. A- amyotropic lateral Slurosis, ALS. It's a mouthful. Yeah, it's a mouthful. It's a pretty good reason they call it Lou Gehrig's disease. Lou Gehrig obviously uh, famously gave a speech um, kind of putting ALS into the spotlight. Um, also famed as um, Steve Gleason. Steve Gleason had it, played for the Saints. If you remember, he blocked that big punt whenever they returned from Hurricane Katrina. Um ALS is, like, very prominent in professional athletes. Um, it has a lot to do with, like, their body types, athletic individuals. Um, it erodes muscle strength is what it does. So, like, um, the nerves and the muscles corrode. Uh, and then, like, obviously all your motor skills um, dissolve. So, Mongo McMichael, um, I believe he is 66, 63. He's 63. So, Ugh. He used to get beat up by Goldberg like every week in 1998. <laughs> it was um that contributed to it. Yeah, you know, it was like a big. I was I was like a huge WCW fan. Also, if you remember, he famously like called out um hated Major League Baseball umpire Angel Hernandez. Do you remember this? I do not. Oh, it was like a public public berating. So. I'm into that. Yeah. I like big athletes. I like um, I like bigger-than-life personalities, um, specifically as it relates to, like, pro wrestling and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so there you go. It's, uh, I don't know, sad. It's on the sad side. Tough one. Well, let me cheer you up with some crazy baseball stats, Fred. I would buy, like, if there was, like, a fundraiser that was, like, hey, like, Team Mongo or something – and like the funds went towards like research or something. I would do that kind of thing. You just donate now in his name. I could do that. Yeah. You know what? I think I will. Go do it. Give me some baseball stats. We we're talking Jacob DeGrom earlier. Yep. And his complete domination of the league. His last complete game shutout. As I said, he went two for four with an RBI. Okay. That two for four performance lowered his batting average. And then he had a complete game shutout, and he struck out 15, and that lowered his strikeout per nine average. So he went two for four with an RBI, then a complete game shutout with 15 strikeouts, and it lowered his season statistics. 
Whenever you just said RBI, I thought you were going to sneak in an Arby's reference, and that upset me. <laughs> That's when you uh, open up one of those packets, and like a little, uh, you got a little too rambunctious opening the packet. Get a little squirty boy. A little squirt. Yep. Goes right there, and then you got an RBI. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, you just infuriated me <laughs> with the idea of squirting yourself in your own eye. With what, Arby, not horseradish sauce, but Arby's sauce. Arby's sauce. Baseball's weird. Speaking of other weird stuff, the NFL expanded jersey numbers this past week. Did you see this, man? I sure did. I'm going to break it down for the listener real quick in case you've lived under a rock. The expanded jersey numbers will now allow running backs, tight ends, fullbacks. I don't know what an H-back is. What is that? Is it like a tool for working on a motorcycle? What is an H-back? Isn't that uh, air conditioning? Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's H- TLC. HBAC. Yeah. I think that's what it is. What is it? I'm being serious in this moment. What's an H-back? Halfback? Yeah, that's what I was Isn't thinking. Isn't that the same as a running back? Behind the fullback? It's like... Um, High formation? Yeah, like Darren Sproles. Not like a full-size running back. He's yeah. like a half, like a halfback. Oh, okay. He's Got like, it, yeah. <laughs> like half of a normal, like a little guy. Little scat back. Like a little guy. Yeah. So... Running backs, tight ends, fullbacks, H-backs, wide receivers can now wear 1 through 49. So congrats to Brian Piccolo. And still they can wear 80 through 89. Before I move on, wide receivers who wear 80 are sexy. Like the flat number 80 or in the 80s? In the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 80s to me are like a fine wine. Because I get that it's hip and cool. To wear teens, I get that. But like guys who still go out there sporting the eighties, I want that. You want the rugged old school guy. Yeah. Yeah. And guys who held on to the eighties, like after the fact, I'm into that. So defensive backs can also be one to forty nine. Okay. Linebackers can be one to fifty nine. <laughs> okay. Also, they can be 90 to 99. Okay. Offensive linemen and defensive linemen, who I have stated multiple times in this program, are the scum between my toes when it comes to NFL players. Okay. It's a hard stance. They serve no purpose. I believe they should be removed from the field. You're a big seven-on-seven guy, are you? Big seven-on-seven guy. (laughs) It's the future. Yeah. They can only wear 50 through 79 but defensive linemen can also wear 90 through 99. Quarterbacks, kickers, and punters, they still got to stay 19 and under. Can't wear zero still, though. Cannot? Cannot. That's dumb. That's dumb. Hey, Fred. Last time I checked, this is America. I wear whatever number I want, whatever day I want. That's what Dalvin Cook said as well. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> who cares so the nfl says you can change your number if you want but you got to buy all of our old jerseys which that's part is smart that part's smart it's very smart so they said dalvin cook you can go from 33 to 4 we're gonna need a mil point five for all these jerseys all these jerseys stack and stack of jerseys he said no nah, I'll, I'll hold on to 33 i'm cool i'm good with that next year you can change it for free oh Hey, also, get excited for a lot of new Nike colorways. 
you know they're going to be changing it up. Yeah. The Bengals just changed yours. Did you see that? It's sharp. Yeah. If you're starting to look like uh, Oregon football or Maryland football, I like what you're doing. I'm excited for the the Jags. Got to have a new kit coming out soon too, right? Have to. You got to have new brand new jerseys for Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. TV's in 8K now. You can do anything you want with jerseys. It's not like in the 1940s when your Green Bay Packers had to wear striped socks so they didn't look like the Detroit Lions who wore solid socks. <laughs> and here comes the black and white team. We can't tell them apart yet till we can see the bottom of the socks. Ah, there we go. We got the Green Bay Packers on the left <laughs> side. And on the right side, we got the Detroit Lions who I have. Oh, this guy's not wearing any socks. What team do you play for? <laughs> Every player's first name was Squirrely. What? Oh, Four Fingers McGinty? Ah, Barnstorming, these guys are as they come into town now. And you're like, what? Barnstorming? Is that the name of the team? That's very offensive to farmers. Sports in the early days were weird. But I tell you, you know Madden didn't put in uh, black pixeled athletes until like the fourth version? Isn't that crazy? That is weird. Every player in like 89 through 93 Madden, like all the like sprites, I don't know what word to use, all of the representations of players, they're all white guys. I think that's more on like Nintendo <laughs> than John Madden. Do you think John Madden made a hard racial stance? Like, like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure everyone on my, on my video games white white as possible. No, I don't. You're right. I don't believe you said yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think that that applies. <laughs> I mean, everyone in RBI baseball on Sega was just like just grotesquely fat guy. Like that doesn't mean like the 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 makers of RBI baseball is like anti thin people. Play a lot of RBI baseball coming up. Played a lot of RBI baseball. Uh-huh. The Giants were so good. Why are the Giants so good? They shouldn't have been that good. Oh, I'd go fish. I have no idea. Yeah, the Giants were like the Niners and Raiders on Tech Mobile. I don't know. J.T. Snow? I don't know why. Well, it was way before J.T. Snow. Oh. Good Lord. <laughs> More like Will Clark. Oh, good one. Yeah. Deep cut. Tom Brady says he hates this number thing. Did you see this? Okay, Gran Torino. So Tom <laughs> Why does this matter whatsoever? Just telling you, he hates it. He Why says, does it matter to the NFL who wears what number? Here's the problem. No one no one in the NFL called Tom Brady to ask him if he was cool with it. That's oh, the problem. Oh, that's why. You know that's what it is. Hey, Tampa Tom, um, we're going to let these, uh, n- these kids wear whatever number they want. And he said, dumb. <laughs> well, it's not even whatever number they want. They wear, different, they wear in college different numbers for different, you know... They can wear what they want. He said, quote, why not let the linemen wear whatever they want, too? Why have numbers? Just to have colored jerseys. Why not wear the same number? Dumb. Tom. Those are all good ideas. Yeah, Tom, what is your problem here? That should be the team. The team and the players should get to choose. I'm going to go full XFL on you. This is not a metaphor for states' rights, by the way. No. But the team should be able to choose whatever they want. If you if you want to have different colored jerseys for your team. Yeah. These guys, uh, three of these guys have black jerseys. These have guys have green jerseys. These two guys don't want numbers, so they don't have to have numbers. Who cares? Do not care. Who cares? 
I care that Tom Brady's worked up about it. Yeah. I care about that. In in what, 30, 40, 50 years? Like, there'll be so many retired numbers, they're going to have to have three-digit numbers anyways. So get ready for that, grandkids. I tell you, I don't love retired numbers. I think they deserve it. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to retire Arenado at Coors Field? It was at Coors Field last week. One in the gift shop. Yeah. And they had, um, do you remember like in the 90s? You could just say fire sale. They had a fire sale. <laughs> they, had a, they had a fire sale. All the Arenado gear was on fire sale. <laughs> and you know I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and Nolan Arenado plays for my St. Louis Cardinals. So I bought a Nolan Arenado hat Yes. at the Coors Field, and I wore it around yeah. with the clearance sticker still on the, on the bill. You got some very sad high fives. As I'm wearing my Lance Berkman Houston Astros jersey, my Nolan Arenado Colorado Rockies hat, everyone's a Cardinal. <laughs> I left the clearance sticker on it. It was $10 hairs. Yeah, it's still on there. I can see it from here. I'm currently wearing it in the studio. <laughs> it's flat bill, y'all. It's my favorite hat. I'm into the NFL letting players uh, show off their personality with numbers, but I want full XFL. I want nicknames on the back. I want I want more. You know what I want? I want NFL players to have a small, patchable sized area on their jersey to sell personal endorsement. Sure, that's what I want. And college, yeah, and college. Why not? Yeah. You know what I want to do? I want to find the one player in the league that didn't put the effort into selling his sponsorship spot, and I want to sponsor him. Like the special teams guy who only gets on camera for like 1.5 yes. seconds. And I want to give him a weird he's, one. He's got an ABQ Central patch on his shoulder. No, no, no. Ours is going to say a hashtag Vital Strong, and people aren't going to know what that is, but they're going to Google it. Nice. Very, that's very smart. Yeah. That's what I want. Make them NASCARs, Vital. The best part of NASCAR is that the NASCARs all look weird. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like the sport. I like the game. I'm really not into what clothes you're wearing. No. Yeah. Yeah, babe, you look great tonight. Sure. Let's go have dinner. <laughs> I don't care what jersey you're wearing. Let's play the game. I do like I like weird stuff. That's where I'm going with this. Let's grab a break. When we get back, we're going to dive into the NFL draft so we can do the first round. Okay? This okay. is a full predicty boy we get all the way through it we're gonna get all the way through it so we're gonna do the first round is thursday vital i believe are we carrying that on the on the radio here yeah um i don't think it's gonna be a special thing we're gonna have okay westwood one would be doing it which is our state we carry westwood one but i think we're not going to go that route okay quote me we'll find out monday maybe we'll do a live stream on the social media and do reactions or something. That might be fun to hang out. Let's do that, man. Thursday night, let's do reactions to the NFL draft on the live stream. I could do that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. When we get back, we're going to set that up. It's a little impromptu. We're going to figure that out with the listener. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We go on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The sports bar is not today at 4. 
I don't know what's on today at four, but it's not that. CBS Sports. Oh, CBS Sports. The National is today. All right, Van, today is Saturday. The first round of the draft is on Thursday. The second and third round of the draft is on Friday. There's a complete list. There will be 259 picks made. That seems, well, excessive, if I'm going to be real honest with you. Got a lot of slots on your team to fill. Yes. (laughs) It's a big roster. Thursday the 29th, ending May 1st, which is Saturday. Okay. So it starts Thursday at 6 local. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And it'll last, I don't know, a couple hours, a couple, three hours. Mm Mm-hmm. The next night, Friday, will be 5 local. The last, I don't know. Five hours. And then Saturday, 10 local on the AM. So we'll have the ticker up on the program next week as we break down the picks that had already been made and the picks that are being made. So you can watch it on ESPN or the NFL Network, okay? Okay. Here's the thing about ESPN this year. No Trey Wingo. So Trey Wingo has hosted it. Since I believe the dawn of man. As long as I could remember. Yes. So now it's Mike Greenberg, who I believe I hate. I'm lukewarm. I thought I was a big fan of his for a long time. I feel like that has changed. What did he do, Fred? Not very much, and I think that's why it's changed. Show me on the doll where the Mike Greenberg hurt you. No. Didn't give me enough personality. I like my quarterbacks boring. Like, you give me Trevor Lawrence, who loves his girlfriend and God. You don't give me Baker Mayfield. But in my radio personalities, I want all Baker Mayfields. I'm into that. I could see that. So, you watch the draft on ESPN. Stream it, do whatever you want. Westwood One's carrying on the radio. Maybe here, I don't know. So, last year, if you remember, it was all remote. And we love that because... My favorite thing when you post photos of you at like family holidays is I look through all the things in your home that are behind you. So when it's you unwrapping Christmas presents, I'm actually looking like how you decorate your home and your mantle and I'm making like judgments off of literally a snapshot of your life. So when we watched the draft last year, Van, you were taking in everything in people's homes. Yeah, I thought it was really cool, like just to see how people live. Yeah, same. Yeah, like are they professional? Like in like a studio? Did they set up their kitchen? Uh, and they all got books behind them. But how many of those have they re- ever read? I've read zero. I've never read a book in my life. Fred's never read a book. I, I'm a literature. I love literature. Do that. Yeah. Did they set up their kitchen in like a professional, like studio fashion? Or they just hang out on a couch? Like, how many mothers of potential millionaires have live, laugh, love? Decoralia? Correct. Yeah. It was interesting. If I'm, I don't know, just an example, like a like a front office or GM of, like, the San Diego Superchargers, which are now in L.A., like, am I maybe, like, on a patio? Am I in a lawn chair? Like, am I, am I taking in the seasons? 
But this year, instead of the comfort of your own home and the complexity that was the excitement of you watching, they've decided to put the draft in Cleveland. The way you pronounced Cleveland felt like a dig. Yes. <laughs> Have you been? I've never been to Cleveland. Vital, Cleveland? Got an uncle that lives there, been there twice. Great town. Mm-mm, no, it is not. <laughs> oh, it is. I'm sure it's a great, it's a Midwestern mm-hmm. American town. Yep. Well, they got a couple million people there. Yep. I'm sure it's lovely. Mm-hmm. It sucks. <laughs> Cleveland is rough. Okay. Every metropolis has rough parts. You've been to Detroit? Yes, it is rough. Except for Denver. Denver has no rough parts. They only have two seasons. (laughs) It hasn't aged because it's always frozen. Vital, we were a week from May, and it was snowing in Denver. (laughs) Got some good video, Vital. I'll show you when we're done here. So, they're going to have select player, select number of prospects will be in Cleveland. Roger Goodell, who tweeted, he's fully vaxxed and fully waxed. Thank you. We'll be there to give um, awkward handshakes and chest bumps and hugs to drafted players. Thank goodness that that is back. Some Cleveland Brown fans will be allowed in. And obviously all the broadcast partners in the NFL. How do you take in the draft, Van? Like, do you have a routine for this? Do you make do you make an effort to catch it? It's different every year. Yeah. If I got something better going on, I got something better going on. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't I don't pencil myself in to watch mm-hmm. the draft. I'm wildly interested where people go. Yeah. What kind of what kind of maneuvers the front office has made? I love that stuff, but I don't have to watch it in real time. I re- I gave up on it for several years. There was some sort of like, and I don't know why. But for some reason, like the Adam, tire. No, I was into that. I'm into that. <laughs> I love the look. You talking O three NBA draft? I love whenever players walk up with jewelry that you know they didn't pay for in that second, but eventually they're going to get a fifty thousand dollar bill for. Mm-hmm. But there was a period there when guys like Chris Berman or Adam Schefter or Chris Mortensen or whoever these people were. They're getting like the picks like two minutes before the picks actually coming up, and they were all spoiled ahead of time on the draft. Like, there's no fun here. There's no anticipation. Mm-hmm. But they changed that. Mm-hmm. Also, you notice I did not say Kurt Warner's name there because I would never besiege him or siege him if he if he'd have me. <laughs> How many babies he got? He's creeping up on Philip Rivers, right? Yeah, nine or ten. Yeah, yeah. Brenda Warner is a saint. That'd be a fun barbecue. I'd like to barbecue with the Warners. God, how long would the blessing of that meal take, though? It would take every kid would get to talk. They would go, like, it would be just too much. Burgers would get cold. Yeah. Yeah. Our father, son, Holy Ghost, greatest show on turf. They would just run through them all. Coach Mike. I want to think. I want to thank Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce for making my daddy a good quarterback. Also, I don't know what Tory did to Satan to where he's still not in the NFL Hall of Fame, but he does, he's more deserving than that turncoat San Francisco 49er Isaac Bruce. 
I think Orlando Pace and Marshall Falk. And that one touchdown that Ricky Prohl caught <laughs> against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rondé Barber's brother. <laughs> Tiki Barber, Rondé Barber, whichever one was which. So the draft is Thursday. I'm pumped for it. We're going to start with our picks when we get back. Okay, Van? Deal. If I tell you you're ready to do picks, predictions, not picks. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, and this is including this trade with Kansas City yesterday, which I think is the best trade in the history of football. Very smart. And we'll talk about that next segment. Uh, keep in mind, with my draft, I refuse to recognize anyone that's not a skilled position player. Oh, fair. Yeah, because I don't draft linemen. Okay. I don't draft offensive linemen. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV, 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. Experts say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. At Blake's, it's not only important, it's delicious. Blake's gives you a choice of seven different breakfast burritos that are almost a pound of goodness right in your hand. Or try the Blake's breakfast sandwich with your choice of sausage or bacon. And of course, you'll need a cup of Blake's great new coffee. You know, the coffee people are raving about it. Head to Blake's Lotta Burger this morning, tomorrow, or every morning. Your tummy and taste buds will thank you. Breakfast served until 11 a.m. I hired nuptial num-nums to cater my wedding, and it was a disaster. Everyone was raving about the food instead of my dress. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. They're like, oh, Veronica, the lamb chops. Ah, did the lamb chops fly you out to Cancun? And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. I will not be hiring them for my next wedding. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers. At Napa, you don't need to be a magician to pull 20% savings out of thin air. All you need is a bucket. Yep, you can magically save on three or more items with a $2.99 Napa bucket. So use whatever magical catchphrase you want, like Abrica Bucket or Alica Savings or Bippity Boppity Bucket, and save 20% today. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating locations, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 4321. Spring makes all things new. And the Home Depot makes all spring things possible. Start a garden. Refinish a deck. Use our mobile app to put over 2 million products in the palm of your hand. Some ready for pickup in as little as two hours. Oh, and if you don't have the tools you need, our tool rental department does. Download our mobile app to get started. Bring on spring. With innovative help from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Is your car no longer stopping like it used to? Don't miss out on spring brake deals at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Our professional parts people will help you find the brake parts and supplies you need to do the job right the first time. You'll find great deals on brake pads and rotors, fluids, degreasers, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Weekdays at 1, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, NFL draft predictions. Okay, man? Okay. You writing these down? I'm writing them down. 
The first overall pick goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they will select Trevor Lawrence. Duh. Okay. The biggest duh since Andrew Luck. Yeah. And Andrew Luck, as we know, quit because Jim Irsay wouldn't give him a single offensive lineman to help him. That's sad, wasn't it? And he said, I'm tired of getting beat up, so I'm going to quit. There's no punchline there. That's actually what happened. That's literally what happened. He would still be playing. Has Trevor Lawrence ever lost a college game? Serious question. Yeah, to the number two pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unless you got somebody different. I do, I think. So I got Zach Wilson going to the Jets at two. Okay. I think this Zach Wilson pick is a smokescreen, just like a couple other picks. I think Justin Fields is going number two. And you're saying that because Zach Wilson never played anyone of any scruff. Yeah. And he put up a bunch of numbers against nobodies. Yeah, I think two quarterbacks are going to fall a little bit. Zach Wilson's going to go four or five to somebody else quarterback needy. Okay. But Zach Wilson will not be first, second, or third pick. Zach Wilson, to me, will go to the Jets because he looks like a Jets quarterback. He looks like a New York guy. Hmm. He looks like Mark Sanchez. Put a fur on him, then I'll say that. So I recognize that Zach Wilson went to Brigham Young University. I don't know Zach Wilson to be Mormon. And by the way, that's the most confusing like religion on the planet. So I'm not trying. Like you're the one who claims you love God the most, but I mean, got a lot of wives. <laughs> I got Zach Wilson. You don't. I don't. I got Justin Fields second. Okay. Justin Fields to the Jets. And then if Zach Wilson, if he's not going second, he's got to go third, right? To the Niners. So the Niners are in the number three from Houston from Miami. Is that correct? From Houston from Miami to the Niners. Okay. Because, and it's not because, for me, Justin Fields, for you, Zach Wilson, it's not because those guys are deserving of going that. It's because they hate Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers hate Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, he's not as good as they thought he was. I disagree. They are who we thought they were. See, I don't got Zach Wilson going third either. I got him dropping down another slot. You got to stop. At third pick, I got Trey Lance no. going to the Niners. That's a terrible pick. Well, me and Kyle Shanahan, we'll see what we do with this pick. And then I have... So wait, you, no, no, hold on. Okay. So you still have you still have Zach Wilson on the board. Correct. Okay. Trevor Lawrence... Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Who do you got third? I got Fields third. You got Fields to the Niners. To the Niners. That'd be a very good pick for them. I could see that. But since Fields isn't going to be on the board because he got taken second by the Jets, you got Trey Lance. The Niners will take Trey Lance. Okay. Yeah. So we're not in agreement here. Nope. The Falcons take world beater Kyle Pitts. That's the smart play. That's the very smart play right there. Mm -hmm. But I got a little Shyamalan twist here. Twist. Give me a twisty boy. I have the Denver Broncos go crazy, Albuquerque. I have the Denver Broncos moving up to number four to take the fastly falling Zach Wilson. No. Yep. How did they get up there? They traded. That's how you get up there. They don't just jump up there and steal it. 
They traded their first and second of this year, which would be nine and 40, and then their first of next year to get to four and take the fastly falling Zach Wilson. You're playing 4D chess here. Uh huh. I am. All right. The remainder of my draft is with <laughs> is with picks as they stand. Okay. Because I can't keep track of all of this. It's very fun. So you have the Broncos coming up, and you have the Falcons going down to where the Broncos were. Correct. Okay. I'm going to keep that in mind, but you still have Kyle Pitts off off the board. No, Kyle Pitts still on the. He's so, still on the board. So the Broncos didn't take Kyle Pitts. No, the Broncos took Zach Wilson. Okay. I'm sorry for the confusion on my end. That's okay. I'm so enamored with Kyle Pitts. Same. So if if Atlanta does not trade out of the fourth pick, which I think they will, then they will then Atlanta will take Kyle Pitts fourth. But I think they're going to trade out. Not once but twice. So I think they're going to move out of 4 into Denver's number 9 and then trade their 9. Oh my gosh. With the Dolphins 6. And Atlanta gets Kyle Pitts at six. I'm going to say okay. <laughs> uh, you weren't prepared for all this chess, were oh, you? It was too much. And oh, oh we skipped over pick five. That's going to be. No, well, hold on. We haven't because I want to come back to this thing real quick. Okay. I don't think Drew Locke is a slouch. I just think he's had a lot of offensive coordinators. He reminds me a lot of Alex Smith, who, like, when Alex Smith came into the league, by the way, he was the number one overall pick. Don't, don't get it twisted on what I'm saying. Like, Drew Locke's had, like, six coordinators in six years. Like, he just needs some stability. Mm-hmm. I think he can go. I liked him at Missouri. Yeah, I think the first four quarterbacks are all better than Drew Locke. So you got quarterback, 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 quarterback. Correct. I don't. I got Kyle Pitts to the Falcons, number four. Where that's, that's the smart pick. Where Matt Ryan keeps going. Three, three more years with Kyle Pitts. Uh, I know we're up against the break. Let's finish out the top five real quick. The Bengals at five. Taking Oregon's giant, super talented offensive tackle. Okay, so they're going to waste their pick. Is what not, a, not a sexy pick, but it's the smart pick. Dracking an offensive lineman is wasting your pit. That's how I feel. Um, don't need them. They don't score points. They don't sell jerseys. When we get back, more draft. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're through the first five picks of the NFL draft. The draft is this Thursday night. We're sitting at number six. The number six pick is Miami, acquired from... Philadelphia. Okay, man? Yep. Miami's going to take a wide receiver here. I think you can flip a coin on the LSU kid or the Alabama kid. I like the Alabama kid better. Devonta Smith, I think, is the is the next Miami Dolphin. I saw his measurable said he only weighed like 165 pounds, though. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Can I put some weight on? That's my size. That's me in NFL pads. It's not smart. No, you got to put some weight on. Yeah. But you get him a nutritionist, you get him in the weight room, he'll he'll fill out. He'll be fine. Yeah. Six foot, buck 85, I'm feeling a lot better about. Give me a muscly boy. Obviously considerably different is the kid from LSU, Jamar Chase, but I got Devonta Smith. Who you got? 
Uh, well, we touched on it a little bit last segment. I have uh, a three-way trade. Oh God! With <laughs> the Falcons, Dolphins, uh, and Broncos. Uh huh. So that means the Falcons would have moved from four to nine, back up to six. Uh huh. And I got the Falcons taking Kyle Pitts at six. Okay. Okay. You're wrong. Also. The quarterback from San Diego is still, or North Dakota State or wherever he's from, is still on the board for me. And Mac Jones. And Mac Jones. A lot of people thought Mac Jones would go third, but I think he is a distraction for the real quarterbacks in the league. The Lions are at number seven, and they're going to take whichever the wide receivers is left. So if it's not Jamar Chase, it's Devonta Smith. And for the first time since Trevor Lawrence, we agree. Okay. I think whatever the best receiver is, they're going to draft. Devonta Smith excites me so much. Like what What he looks like, his face? No, his like ability. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. The pants. So I think oh, Devonta, Devonta Smith has the highest floor of any wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's already proven himself in a pro-style offense. Can't miss. He'll be at least a great number two wide receiver his whole career. Can't miss. But I think Jamar Chase could be a world beater. Could just be like a difference maker. Same thing with Jalen Waddell, the the injured Alabama wide receiver. I think their ceilings are higher than Devonta Smith, but he's got a way higher floor. All of these boys go in the first round. Correct. The Panthers in number eight. So this is either the Alabama quarterback or this is the Bison quarterback. Okay, because you still got Trey Lance. Yeah, so on, I'm gonna say your board. So the North Dakota kid, Trey Lance, I think will go here to Carolina so he can learn how to not do it behind Sam Darnold. Okay, he's gone on my board. Yeah. Okay. So if he's still around, I think someone trades with the Panthers to grab Trey Lance here. But he's already gone on my board. So I think Panthers keep their pick and they take whatever cornerback they think is the best. So I think J.C. Horn is slightly better than Patrick Sertan II. Okay. They're both second-generation NFL players. Both their fathers played and played at a high level. So I think it's a coin flip. So... Panthers take one of those corners. I'm going to let you continue your narrative here because I had the Broncos at nine, just like wasting a pick on like a defensive lineman or a linebacker or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't care. Okay. But you're telling me the Broncos aren't at nine and your crackpot scenario. Correct. Who is at nine? So in my crackpot scenario, nine is the Dolphins. Okay. And the Dolphins, because they traded twice, all right? So now the Dolphins find themselves in number nine, and they will choose the best linebacker. And the best linebacker... Don't care. It's got to be a Penn State kid. does not matter. Yeah. Micah Parsons from Penn State. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got Micah Parsons from Penn State at nine going to the twice-traded Dolphins. Here's why I don't care about linebackers. Uh, he uh he forced three fumbles all season. Okay, I guess that makes him the best. You just got to be fast and tackle people. 
Uh, you know, he's got a lot of lateral movement. He can really go sideline to sideline. Uh, I think if we put a number, um, well, linebackers can wear any number now, so we might be able to deceive the defense and really fool Tom Brady. No. It's stupid. I am going to talk about yes. this. <laughs> I think we're going to talk about this Cowboys pick at number 10, though. Um, I think you're wrong on Horn. I think Patrick Sertain Jr. is the is the better defensive option. Also, I recognize Cowboy listener of the show, so I will give love here. Um, if you can give me a corner out of, like, cornerback U, which is Alabama, maybe LSU. But, like, that for me is the pick because you're putting top-tier – Defensive skill position guys, um, but I can give you a hundred other things that the Cowboys should take. Yeah, Cowboy fan is yelling at Jerry Jones to move up to number four and take Kyle Pitts. Yes, that's the. But everybody wants Kyle Pitts. If you think Pitts or one of those top two wide receivers, or if you're willing to gamble on Waddle, is available here, Cowboy GM fan owner head coach. Mm-hmm. When the dominoes start falling, I mean, everyone goes back to that adage that uh, I'm taking the best player, but they need defense, Dallas. And I think their fans would have a riot if they did pick, you know, if Pitts did fall. But their offense would be crazy good. Yeah, I mean, they definitely need help in the secondary. And if they don't trade out of this pick, I see them taking another cornerback. Well, isn't the other corner in – Dallas from Alabama, the Diggs kid, and he play at Alabama. That's fun. Yeah, but they they need a lot of help at the corner position. Sertain, Patrick Sertain's the one they got their eye on. They need safety help. You used to play opposite Ashley Ambrose. Don't know if you know that. His dad, his father did. Mm. All right, who you got the Cowboys taking? I'm sorry. Uh, either cornerback. If okay. they if they don't trade down, I see the Cowboys taking either Sertan or Horn, whoever's left. Uh, the- it's a win win. They're both insanely talented. The Daniel Jones experiment is all but over in New York. Okay. Oh, you don't think? <laughs> no. I think he's garbage. Uh, really? Yeah. Huh. I think he's a terrible football player. I think he's – the Giants were statistically, mathematically in the mix last year, and they're drafting number 10. Yeah, isn't that crazy? They could have made the playoffs on like the last week of the year, and for some reason they're drafting 11. Yeah. The NFC East is going 10, 11, 12. So you you think they're not going to take a quarterback, whichever one remains here? No. No. I, I got the big four, you know, in my draft, the big four went one, two, three, four. Mac Jones is still around, but I don't think anyone wants to trade up for him. I think he's going to free fall. Past the Giants. Yeah, past the Giants. Okay. And Giants just choose defense. Whoever the the most valuable person they, they see as a defender, whether it's – um, the defensive end kid out of Miami. Yeah, uh, either Miami, yeah. Michigan's edge rusher, Miami's edge rusher, or if Micah Parsons falls, they'll take him there. Rousseau is that his name? Greg Rousseau. That's Miami kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why not him? No. 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 Uh, that's him. Yeah. Why not him? He can go. Uh, Eagles at twelve. Got a lot of NFC East fledglings here. Um, so this is from San Francisco, from Miami. Uh, I guess whichever corner remains. I, I don't know. They The thing with like the Eagles is you got your quarterback, in my opinion, and Hurts. I think you got skill position guys around him that can play a little bit. I really like your tight end still. 
if you can't get like a big impact like guy who handles the ball, go with whoever's best on defense and you need secondary help in the NFC East. So give me Horn or Sertain, whoever's there. Yeah, twelve pick twelve and thirteen are kind of mysteries to me. I don't know. I think Eagles and a thirteen, the Chargers. Both of these picks might be traded for somebody to somebody else who fall, mm-hmm. who, who's fallen in love with a guy on the board. I think Eagles and Chargers, twelve and thirteen, if they just stay in their spot, they're going to just do best player available. Who's ever whoever is on their board. So you're going to tell me the Chargers are going to end up at the thirteenth overall pick with probably the best lineman in the draft. Something like that. And I don't know who that is because I pay no attention to that. Second best lineman. Okay. Yeah, the best lineman goes to pick five to the Bengals to protect Joe Burrow. Okay. Last year's number one pick. Stud. Yeah. Got hurt. Got hurt because no one protected him. I really like smart players too. If you're going to give me a lineman, give me one from like a really smart school. I know there's the kid coming out of Northwestern that everyone's raving about. Northwestern makes smart human beings. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Yep. He's very good. I don't know his name. Uh, Slater? Slater, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty good in the Big Ten. There you go. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, the Vikings are are up next at 14. <sighs> they don't need a quarterback, so it's not flashy here. They need defense. They lost four starters last year. Yeah. It, to what? COVID? On defense because of free agency oh, before okay. last season. Yeah, I think they take whatever their favorite edge rusher is, whoever's left. Cool. I'm in on that. There's got to be someone out of Southern California or Michigan or something, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones left. Cool. All right, so they get a defensive lineman. I don't know which one. Here's my, here's my steal of the draft, okay? Okay. Aaron Rodgers-esque, okay? Falling to the New England Patriots, number 15. Future star of the entire freaking league, Mac Jones. I, I got the same pick. You have to, right? All right, this is the third one that we have okay. exact same. I also have Mac Jones free-falling all the way to the Patriots. It's going to be lovely. Except for his goofy ears, he looks like Tom Brady. He talks like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He acts like Tom Brady. He's the same speed as Tom Brady. Yes, Bill Belichick's just looking at him and just thinking about the glory days of having Tom Brady on his team. Matt Jones goes 15 to the Patriots. He's a he's a winner. That's what New England needs. They need also win. unproven. Whatever. Like Alabama's so good. I I think it's harder because everyone was saying like how hard it is to project Trey Lance. I think it's harder to pro- to project a guy from Alabama than it is a guy from Division two schools. This is like Trent Richardson logic. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got the best offensive line, you got the best skill players, your defense shuts everybody down until the national championship. So you don't know how good this guy actually is. He throws easy slant, slant passes, dumps off to his best wide receiver in college, I mean his best running back in college football. There's, how, how do you know how good this guy is? Well, there's a big difference in like Trent Richardson coming up and going to the Cleveland Browns with whoever was coaching the Cleveland Browns for that five minutes versus Mac Jones coming up and being coached by Bill freaking Belichick. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Super sweet. Yeah. And Saban and Belichick have a relationship. Belichick likes winners. Same. Matt Jones seems like the guy to take a pay cut. 
<laughs> you know how Belichick, Belichick loves that. And, like, also, is this New England team, like, are they close to dumping the roster and kind of starting over? I don't think so. You don't? You think they're going to? No, they just reloaded big time in free agency. They did. Yeah. They put a lot of heat over there. And except for the Bills, I mean, the Dolphins could be on their way up. Who knows? I mean, the Dolphins got a, a bunch of good young players. I don't think Tua's the guy. I think but you're besides, wrong. Besides the Bills, like, second place or wild card is not out of the question for the Patriots and Cam Newton and then eventually Mac Jones. The Allen kid in Buffalo is like a talented Daniel Jones. <laughs> That's good. That's very good and very accurate. Hey, Vital, who's been singing Josh Allen's praises for two years? I can't remember. Who was it? The phones have been going crazy, so Vital missed you there. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, actually, it's um, it was you. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. We're, I was singing his praises when I saw him against when Wyoming was here to play the Lobos. I was like, that guy is going to be special. But then we were like, he's playing the Lobos, so... Bottom half of the first <laughs> round where we get back from the break. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. 505-246-0610. We're slumming with the listener today. Joining us now is friend of the show, Andrew. Andrew, welcome to the program. How are you? Great, Fred. How's everything going? Well, aside from having to talk about sports, I'm having a pretty good day. Nice, nice, nice. Glad you guys got to go to a baseball game and you know, freeze your ass out there. Yeah, it was not warm. It was not warm. We both had uh, Under Armour and gloves on, so it wasn't that bad. Plus, my heart was right. racing because I got to see a baseball game. My blood, right, my right, blood right. was thin. God, from... the Astros are doing terrible, man. COVID <laughs> or no COVID, they're terrible. I mean, something's yeah, not right. yeah, for sure. We but, need to uh, need to write the ship the draft, in a hurry. I mean. Um, you know, it's always the same old story. Everyone gets excited. Everyone wants to start stardom in the top ten, the whole top ten. You put your jersey on, you start watching the draft, and guess what? You know, your team comes along you never heard of. Oh, absolutely. And I can guarantee you that's going to happen. There's going to be at least three guys in the top ten, two offensive linemen, and probably the edge rusher from Michigan to go in the top ten. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta forget uh, the offensive linemen. Um because you got to look at their picks. I mean, there's gonna, there's the draft is just so it's so hard to go in the top ten um, at a skilled position because linemen are just so hard to come by that you really need them. You got Matt Ryan, still got him. You know what I mean? Why not get a great offensive lineman? Uh, you know, build on the future and maybe get someone in the second round. You know, that slips all the way down. Andrew, what team are you well, a fan of? What NFL team do you claim? I'm a 49er fan, so I was, I was telling Vitell a couple years ago, we took two offensive linemen in the top ten. McGlinchey was a bust. Um, but, uh, you know, things like that happen. Uh, yeah, I wish we could have took two great, you know, other players, but we didn't um, because we needed, you know, help on the offensive line. So I was a little surprised. But it's going to happen again this year, too. Does you being a fanatic or your fandom, does that ever cause you to go to, like, social media or to your buddies and say, oh, I don't know, he's a really competitive grappler, and I think he can lock guys up on the line, and he's going to give us that extra half second? You never get excited like that. No, no, no. But it's, it's the reality of it. I mean, people need the – I mean, I wish, I wish it could be three quarterbacks, Kyle Pitts, 
and then a bunch of other stardom. I, that would be great. Everyone would be pumped. You know, everyone would be happy. But it's going to be one of those, it's like, oh, I'm watching the draft. Now I've got to watch this crap <laughs> because it's like linemen, linemen, not what I thought was going to happen. And that's when everyone starts to get, you know, kind of tuning out late Thursday night. Andrew, you missed the segment, but you hit us up on the text line before you called in. I uh, I got a little Shyamalan twist with your pick. I have Trey Lance going third. How do you feel about that for your Niners? I feel pretty good about that. I mean, let's be honest, none of us have seen him play. Uh, but, you know, we know he's athletic, so Garoppolo hangs in there. We get a backup. But odds on favorite in Vegas is Mac Jones minus two hundred, and Fields has dropped to plus two twenty five, and Lance is plus two fifty. So, you know, that's where the money is. There's one so quarterback. Like there's one quarterback in this draft who has beat Trevor Lawrence, and that is Fields. And I got him going second to the Jets. Not a lot of people have that. Right, right, right. And you know what would pay really big, man, is Wilson, the BYU quarterback. It's plus thirty six hundred if you uh, bet him to go third. So if you put a hundred dollars on that, you know that's thirty six hundred dollars you would win. I would recommend that. Yeah, I got Wilson going fourth to whoever's quarterback hungry enough. I got Denver trading up to fourth to take Wilson. New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson <laughs> who goes number two. Lawrence is going number one though. Oh I duh! Mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, I don't think that's not going to happen. But hopefully the draft is as exciting as, as you guys are. You know sounding and everyone's making their mock draft out to be but it ends up being a lot more depressing you know every year friend of the show friend in, right friend in real life andrew who i'm sure we'll be texting with during the draft uh phone lines are lighting up we got to cut you loose big dog i agree i'm into i'm into the draft as far as the speculation i'm into the draft as far as um i don't know everything that surrounds it but i'll tell you every single time i'm disappointed at the end of it uh joining us now on the program, friend of the show, Paul. Paul, welcome. How are you? You know what? I'm doing well. This is this is a time of year where my now Vegas Raiders, it's hard because I'm from the Bay Area. It's hard to say Vegas, but but it, this is a time of year where they just rip a little bit of my, out of, from my soul every year with you know during this whole draft process. I know everybody's into the whole Mayock we trust type of thing, but last year's draft was a complete disaster if you ask me even before that yeah we did have some positive guys there but taking Cleveland Farrell over you know over a linebacker like White you know it that that was crushing to me and now we have an opportunity to take the best player available create some competition in camp and knowing us will probably move up and try to take a quarterback or also shock the world and take somebody that we could take late in the first round well you know and uh, like we did Go ahead. Oh, John Gruden has spent 100 hours each on the top 10 quarterbacks that are available in an effort to have four quarterbacks deep because that's how his mind works. He can't escape that concept. Yeah, he can't. But you know what? Look at the same thing. Is This guy refuses to let go of, of Peterman. And we're bringing this – I mean, it's just it, it's shocking the moves that we've made and, and, I, and free agency as well. And this is the year where I finally want to make an impact. Derek Carr needs to win now and we need help immediately because enough's enough. I'm tired of losing. I want us to be a winning franchise again. And I thought we were close, and who knows? Maybe, maybe, we're, maybe we'll, we'll turn it around this year, but, you know, we're, 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 we're slowly losing some ground because Kansas City is getting better, 
San Diego, uh, well, Los Angeles, the Chargers are getting better as well. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we'll do the right thing and move up and, and take Parsons. I know linebackers look like safeties now. They're really skinny and they're not big and bulky anymore. But we definitely need help and coverage, you know, defending Kelsey's and all these tight ends that we're going up against before on we a ca- weekly basis. So Before we cut you loose, Paul, you're drafting at 17. Who's the guy? Who, Whenever you look at your mock drafts, the one that you saw that excited you, who's the guy at 17 that you want for your Vegas Raiders? Well, you know, there's really no one there. I'm hoping Horn will fall to us. You know, I, I think he's a solid cover corner. Even though we've drafted corners, what, for seven consecutive seasons, I think? Oh, that's and crazy. none of them have really panned out. I mean, except for Mullins out of Clemson. But I'm really hoping Horn will fall to us there at that spot. If not Parsons, the linebacker. I, we're just in desperate need of speed at the linebacking units. So that's what I'm hoping for. NFL Talk opens up the phone line. So, Paul, we got to move on to Tommy, who's in wait. Thank you for being a friend of the show. Tommy, welcome. Hey, what's up, Tommy? The truth back at you. I will say this. I want PS2 for our pick. We need corners. Uh, a guy said earlier on the show that Claiborne had a nice career. He was a bust. He had two interceptions, I believe, in eight years. A nice career for him for the money because he stole a lot from my team, but he was an absolute bust for the Cowboys back in 2012. We moved up to draft him. He was horrible. You can't have two interceptions, I believe, in eight years and, and be considered a great corner. But we need defensive help. And the Cowboys fans will absolutely throw a fit if they go up and get pissed. It won't be a celebration because we didn't need Lamb last year. We were scoring 30 points a game without Lamb. We didn't need any more receivers. So he w- Jerry Jones sees the stars. He wants to go get the stars before he, he gets what he needs for this team to win. So absolutely, PS2 is who I want at number 10. And if not, Horn, if he trades up to get pissed, it will drive me insane. We do not need any more offensive players. We average 30 points a game. We need to make sure we keep guys under 30 points a game. Tommy, how logical and reasonable. You're like the anti-Cowboys fan. Look at you, buddy. I know. I'm what they call the realistic Cowboy fan. (laughs) Well, you're few and few and far between. Every Cowboy fan I've talked to wants to trade up and get pits. But I think sitting there at 10, if you don't trade down and taking, like you said, PS2 or Horn is the smart move. Plus, he goes along with Diggs is on the other side. That familiarity with a teammate that's already been at Alabama, you, you, that would be very interesting for them because they're already familiar with each other. Then you have corner bookends. I don't hate it. And definitely with what you can do against the NFC East. Because there's not a lot of world beaters out there at the wide, uh, wide receiver position. So if you got two guys that can line up and do it accordingly, yeah, you're going to be in the mix. And being in the mix in the NFC East is being in first place. Sure. Absolutely, guys. Great show. Appreciate you, Big Dog. Thanks, dude. Friend of the show, Tommy, reaching out. We ran through some callers. So we're going to give you the quickest version of the bottom half of the first round when we get back before today's varsity, which is joke-ass fast food. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central, live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. With the 16th overall selection in the 2001 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals take some linemen or something. Yeah. 6'6", 265 pounds out of Washington State. Faster mouth than he feet. Fred Slow. Uh, Kyle Murray needs a lineman, so I'll say a lineman. I don't care. Yeah, I got the best edge. 
Oh, you're going defense? Yeah, Cardinals need defense. You know who that is? Because I don't. Um. Yeah. So Olaj on my board, Olajari's gone, and Pay is gone. So that'd probably be Russo. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I say the Raiders don't do anything dumb, and they also take a lineman. Yeah. The big strong kid out of USC, probably the big strong kid out of Virginia Tech? Question mark. So I I will put my predictions all the way up to 15 whether it's new england taking mac jones or yeah. cowboys trading with new england to take the second corner i'm going to put my my picks of integrity up on the interwebs the rest of the first round i'm just going to call it like i see it <laughs> cuz I, I cannot pro, pro, prognosticate that hard today the Raiders, as I recall, released a bunch of linemen because they're forever broke. Only one team has cap space, and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure. And the NFL is designed in a way to where you can win next season. Yeah. That's what they're about to do. By the way, everyone knows I'm a huge Jaguars. Jaguars? Jaguar. Uh, the Dolphins pick for the second time in the first round. I, I also agree with you. Raiders take a lineman. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Um. I want them to take another wide receiver here. That's what I want. I want to have that kind of offense of everything. But let's be realistic. You're going to end up getting some sort of like fast interior lineman, uh, maybe a linebacker. You're going to get someone who can just kind of run all day down there. So uh, maybe the kid out of Tulsa, the linebacker, uh, Collins, maybe. Yeah, I think offensive line makes sense for the Dolphins right here. They already have a good defense. And on my board, I have Waddle still there. Same. So I think the Dolphins go against the grain and take a wide receiver here, even though they don't necessarily need him. And you feel like they don't need him. They don't need him. Because they already took Jamar Chase. No. Because on my board, they've either taken... I. On my board, I got them already taking their top edge rusher. Okay. So that's where you and I are sitting different. Correct. Because I believe they're taking one of the top two wide receivers. Right. And I have Chase going to Detroit. It'd be something special, though, if they could get both kids out of Alabama. That'd be neat. That'd be neat. Keep the friends together. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going with. Hey, let's get the band together. Why don't we go down to Miami <laughs> and we'll just catch passes? Was that a Harry Carey? Was that Harry Carey? I think it was Harry Carey, wasn't it? The Washington football team is going to take uh, whatever linebacker is available. Uh, the Notre Dame kid's real good. The Penn State kid is real good. The Tulsa kid is real good. Um, I can't pronounce the Notre Dame kid's name. Owosu Koamoa. Yeah. Oh, you nailed it. That's pretty close. Okay. Koromoa. Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa. What's that? You're going to watch me do what? Is that 26 letters? That's the alphabet. It's a lot. The Bears go at 20. Who you got? Well, see, if they take Uwusu Koromoa, he's going to have to pick a low number so his, his last name can wrap around smart. the jersey. Super smart. Yeah. <laughs> he actually gets number zero, and he leaves the O off Uwusu Komoroa, and it's the number zero and then Uwusu Komoroa. Yeah, I got I got them taking whoever the best defensive player is on their board, whether it's linebacker or edge rusher. All right, on the count of three, name the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. One, two, three. 
uh, the Red Rocket. Yeah, it can't be done. Yeah. Cannot be done. Uh, I guess you give him a tackle. I guess I don't. Again, you lose me a lineman. It's just so boring. Yeah, again, I think the Bears take a lineman here, whether it's offensive or defensive lineman. I'll take a running back out of Alabama. That's the question, right? Who values the the two stud running backs over all these players that will help them more in the short term? Jim is saying the Colts obviously will refuse to take an offensive lineman, continuing their streak of refusing to help anyone. Well, the Colts already have the best offensive line of football. Right after, right after Andrew Luck leaves. Yep. They learned their lesson. Yeah, I got the Colts taking the best defensive player on their board. Same. Whoever you got, whatever edge, lineman, rusher, put one hand down in the dirt kind of guy. Uh, Titans, if Jalen Waddell is available still yeah, for any reason. Yeah. This depends on like how high you got Waddle on your board. Are you worried about the injuries? Do you think he's not as good as advertised? Because he was the best player in the country two years ago. He was easily the best wide receiver two years ago. Now he's third or lower, depending on how you rank him. If you put him on the other side of 11, and they both can run up and down the field, by the way, Waddle will return, will return kicks, which I'm into. Um, if, if I'm any team, and, and I'm past... If I'm past eighteen nineteen, where I got all the stud defensive pass rushers and they're gone, I'm taking Waddle. Anything in the twenties. Same. If I'm the New York Jets who just picked up a brand new quarterback in Zach Wilson drafting at twenty three from the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And I can get anyone like that on the offensive side. I have the Jets taking Josh Fields, and if Waddle falls all the way to twenty three, you have to take have him. to. You hundred percent have to. If he's gone, uh, give me the best corner out there, I guess. Give me the best safety out there. Yeah. Uh, Newsom the second from Northwestern. He's very talented. The kid from Georgia is real good. He's real good, too. Stokes? Yeah. I like corners that are over six foot. You give me, like, a big, tall, like, gross-looking, like, the only reason you play corners because your hands don't work. Yeah. That's the best. Just, yeah. Just swat it. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to catch it. Just swat it. Let me measure your hands. You're on this side of the ball for a reason, kid. Yeah, you got big hands. Uh, 24 is the Steelers. I know Steeler Nation listens to the program. You're going to end up with a boring lineman. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, in true Steeler fashion. Yeah. Whatever the most boring pick is, you're going to get it. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Shagua. Drafting at 25. Should take whatever left tackle is there to protect their brand new quarterback. I don't care if this left tackle is going to start the season at left tackle. Mm -hmm. You start him at right tackle. Mm -hmm. You start him at guard. You get him on the field. Also, please give me someone from Alabama. Get that Leatherwood kid. Yeah, if you got a offensive lineman here, you're the Jaguars, you got an offensive lineman here, and he's high on your board, take him. Jaguars. 26 is the Browns. Um... Give me a defensive end. Give me whichever one you identify as freak athlete. Don't care. Uh, the Ravens will probably be the same kind of scenario. Somebody on the defense. Because I, I don't know who you need to replace on the offense on that team. No one. Yeah, I, I could see the Ravens taking like a 
edge outside linebacker hybrid. Mm-hmm. Whoever they have in that mold, they need one of those on their team. Well, and everyone now is so fluid from the 3-4 to the 4-3 and the 4-6 at times, and you're playing regularly a third defensive back because there's so many offensive sets. you got you got to have guys that can kind of tween between everything. Exactly. I know you like twinks. So number 29, the Green Bay Packers. Okay, well, they've had this eye, the eye on this guy for two years, and if he falls, even with his injury liability, I think they're taking Caleb Farley, Virginia uh, Tech corner. I don't know who that is. You like that one, Vital? Vital hates it. Uh-oh. Too, too injury prone? Vital, who you got for the Packers? Who's your next cheesehead? They got to go edge rusher or lineman. I mean, they have to get something there or a linebacker, but their greatest need is – guards because in the center because Corey Lindsley, their three time all pro guard, he went to San Diego, so he'll be blocking for Herbert. So he gone. Uh Rogers needs some protection. Get a good one. I looked up mo- I, I wish the Packers would have went offensive line and free agency. Into the first round, you just take whatever guy's highest on your board and apparently Packers have been in love with this cornerback. If this kid's healthy, he's the best cornerback only thing van is yeah he's he's had repeatedly the last two years in college injuries yep i looked up multiple mock drafts with an emphasis on the green bay packers until i found one mock draft that gave me a player that i could recognize okay because i wanted to be able to speak on it i found one from nbc sports that says that the packers will take nick bolton who's a linebacker out of missouri i only know who that is because i like grew up in that region but this is like a cool looking dude <laughs> Cool. Got like he's got the predator dreadlocks. He's big and strong and a freak looking athlete. I know like you kind of don't tackle well enough at the linebacker position in Green Bay. So I'm I'm into this. Give me yeah, give me give me the the linebacker out of Missouri for they your lack Packers. Speed that's been the Packers' mm-hmm. problem the last couple of years. Or linebackers are slow. Second level of the Green Bay Packers defense is suspect. Correct. Yeah. Number thirty, the Bills. Um, the rich get richer here. I think who we don't talk about enough is the fourth best kind of offensive option in the draft, and that's the kid out of Florida that played alongside Pitts. It's the Tony kid. Very good. I got him going defense. Oh, do you? Yeah. Unless all their guys are taken, I see him going defense. You got Josh Allen and a couple weapons. That's all you need. So start building up the defense. Uh, the Chiefs traded out of 31, correct? So they're gone. So that's Baltimore now. They'll have to replace an offensive lineman. Uh, so take an offensive lineman because they just lost Orlando Brown. Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Um, Vital, do you know how many years Orlando Brown has left on his contract? One. Just one left. Just one left. Yeah, so yeah. He, he was in the same draft as Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield just signed the fifth-year option. Okay. So, um, so okay. Kansas City will have to uh, pony up. Okay, all right. Because I think just for if he had two or more years, I think it'd have been a st- an absolute ripoff. Yeah, because he's one of the best left tackles in the league. Correct. And now Patrick Mahomes, the or one of the best quarterbacks in the league, is going to be well protected on his blind side. And they gave up a late first round pick. I think it's a great deal. I think it's a very good deal. Uh, very smart move by the Chiefs. Uh, I hate draft picks, by the way. So, like, if you can trade draft picks for players that are established, you do that every single time. Yeah, I'm with every you. single time. Yeah, I hate draft picks unless you got one of those early round yeah. spots where you get a, a no doubter or you get a super high ceiling guy. It's not the NBA. Give You're, me the sure thing every time. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, For some reason, uh, Bill Belichick's been able to be okay with the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders. Yeah, I don't question God either. (laughs) God God has nothing to do with that. Bill Belichick sold his soul years ago. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Wrapping up the draft, wrapping up this segment, and leading into the varsity in the next 15 minutes, our final pick of the first round this uh, upcoming Thursday night is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know. Defensive lineman. <laughs> I think they'll go defense. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, if they're not in love with some offensive player on the board, I think they go defense for sure. Line yeah. linebacker or corner. Give me someone with a cool nickname though. Give me like a um, Carlos Basham from Wake Forest. Boogie Basham. I'd be into that. He's undersized, but Asante Samuel's kid, Asante Samuel Jr., is still on the board. I think that'd be a good fit in you, Tampa. Um, Leonard Fournette. Kind of carried the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the playoffs. We did not pick a single running back in the first round. Nope. Do the Buccaneers bust that trend and take a running back to end it out? I do not think so. You got Fournette. They signed yeah. him again. They don't need anybody. And then they got the other Stud. guy, too. Yeah, I could see second round early, both running backs coming off the board really fast. Okay. But, yeah, I don't see it here. Oh, my gosh. How, how fortunate would Jacksonville be? You get Trevor Lawrence and Najee Harris. So Jaguars. sexy. So sexy. Jaguars. We get back from the break. Today's varsity is terrible fast food restaurants. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Of course, we're fired by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Really good program today. Thank you to friends of the show, Orlando, Andrew, Paul, and Tommy. For taking the time to reach out. Some strong calls today. We did pretty well. Did pretty well. To be fair. Well, yes. To be fair, we did do pretty well. Today's varsity. And this one spurred because unarguably the worst fast food chain in the country is Arby's. That's legit hard to argue. It's hard to argue. Do you think they universally except for Orlando's love of Arby's yes which was disgusting and embarrassing besides Orlando do you think they're universally crowned the worst yes now I I come from a day this is let me age myself real quick okay that Arby's used to slice fresh roast beef and then warm it up Put it on your sandwich. You remember that, Vital, don't you? I believe they yeah, still I remember they I believe, used to do it right in front of you. That's but, the recipe, but, yeah. But now what they do is they got that weird lump of hot dog monstrosity mm-hmm. that they make look like roast beef. Yes. And then they feed it to unsuspecting fools. Eating Raul. <laughs> if I were to eat That was a movie. I'm not familiar with it. If I were to eat Arby's. If I were to, I would have to douse it in Arby sauce. Naturally. I would have to put the curly fries onto the bun, smash the curly fries into the roast beef and Arby sauce concoction, flatten it as flat as a pancake could possibly be between my two palms, consume it, curl up like a little ball in the backseat of my car, <laughs> and cry the entire drive home of the Uber driver that forced me to go to Arby's. Are you familiar with the puke chart? Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe it was a sci-fi movie involving a tornado. 
Now, the puke chart is where you got it coming out of both ends. Oh, yeah. That's Arby's. Yeah. Arby's is odds-on favorite to make you puke chart every time. Okay. I think it's in the fine print at the bottom of their menu. If you were to give Arby's a run, only one man could do that. Okay. Who you got? Famed pirate Long John Silver. Okay. That's pretty bad. Long John Silver's, which is an apostrophe S, so there's some sort of ownership here, but they don't ever tell you what it is is only good on Fridays when you're Catholic, and it's not good then. Well, you got plenty of other options. To punish yourself? Yeah. Like what? Yes. Answer is yes. So, coming in number one on my list, I should say number four, not number one. Okay. Ar- Arby's is number one. Even if it's not, the uh, Arby's isn't the worst. It's known as the worst, and when you make fun of it and you say Arby's, yeah, it just just rolls off the tongue. So it's it's an easy winner. That would be the Washington of my Rushmore. I have McDonald's. I think that's wrong. See, you like you actually unironically like McDonald's. Well, I'm a fan of the sweet tea. Okay, you're a sweet tea guy. Yeah, that they serve food too. <laughs> that is trying to actively kill you. Okay. Their Frankenstein food, whatever the crazy stuff they put in it, sugar is actively trying to kill you. Yeah, I don't eat McDonald's regularly, um, but I will stop and get the McCafe. I like the McCafe. Well, I like to support local, so I don't buy coffee from national chains. Okay, I mean, they're locally franchised, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. So you are not anti-McDonald's. Are you anti-White Castle? I'm indifferent to White Castle. I'm very pro-White Castle, but I know a lot of listener is not. I don't like mayonnaise. Well, it's not real mayonnaise. Thousand Island is just like... It's not real Thousand Island. It's mayonnaise, relish, and ketchup. It's not real beef. It's not real onions. It's it's not real... Anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not after- real excrement from you after you eat it. <laughs> So next on my list, and this is just anecdotal. Okay. And I know. I'm, Good. I'm about to say your favorite. Okay. So Sonic is on my list. I'm a fan of Sonic. You're a legit fan of Sonic. Yeah. I understand that. I like corn dogs. And I'm going to tell you why. I like their drinks. I like their blendy, shaky, all that stuff. Same. A lot of fun. I had a breaded bacon chicken sandwich there probably 15-ish years ago. Okay. And I was so hungry. You still have PTSD. I still have PTSD from it. I take this giant bite into this sandwich, and it is just solid pink in the middle. And I immediately threw up, and I immediately ran inside the restaurant, which you don't do unless you're an employee. Yes. And I slammed my uncooked chicken sandwich on the counter. A little pinky boy. And I said a lot of expletives. And I'm like, you're trying to kill me. You're actively trying to kill me. Yes. This is how you kill people. You serve them salmonella, uncooked chicken. So Sonic is on my list. I only get liquids from Sonic. I hate Chick-fil-A. Moral reasons. Well, but they're off that now. Okay. So they've stopped donating money to super PACs to support organizations that are trying to alter the rights of individuals in the country. Okay. They've stopped. Good on them. I don't like the inferiority complex that I have when I go in there. 
I know I'm not as good of a person as the person serving me food. I know I'm not as good as a person as the person next to me ordering. I know I'm not as good as a person as the ingredients they use to make the food. Okay. I hate it for all the reasons that it should be loved. Because <laughs> I have imposter syndrome when I'm there. Huh. I get that. Thank so you. So that's on you, not on them. When I walk into KFC and they offer me cheese between two chicken fried chicken patties as a sandwich, I say, these are my people. You know where you are. I know why I'm here. Yeah. Can I, I always say, can I speak to the colonel? And they always laugh. Yeah. KFC doesn't have salad on their menu. They know who they are. Yeah. KFC's like, okay, you want a salad? Best I could do is coleslaw. It's mostly cabbage. <laughs> That's all we're doing here. Don't try to act like we're not who we are. The we're- only people that KFC follows on Twitter are seven people named Herb. So smart. And all the Spice Girls. So smart. So smart. It's brilliant marketing. So smart. I also don't like Burger King because they give me the opportunity to customize it too much. And if I don't like it, I know that's on me. Having it my way, as my life has proven, is almost every time been a poor decision. And even though Arby's is the undisputed number one on my list, the real the real number one on my list Taco Bell is the Chuck Wagon. Okay. The Chuck Wagon at New Mexico's own Allsup's. Oh, gosh. There is nothing better in this world than an Allsup's burrito in the middle of the night when you're hammered. There is also nothing worse in this world than an Allsup's burrito in the middle of the night when you're hammered because you're not going to feel great when you wake up. Vital, if you push an Allsup's burrito with your index finger, it, it, it pushes back. <laughs> yeah. Today's varsity was terrible. Fast foods. There you have them. Suck it, Arby's. Van, any final words before we uh, cut this one loose? Oh, too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.